Poppy. What is going on, my guy? What's going on, Holman? How you been? Uh, I've been pretty good, man. Dude, pretty good. Yep. Uh, Friday. Yep. Exciting day. End of the week. Always. No more work for the week. Um, you could spend time with your lady. This weekend, I'm not spending time with my lady. She is uh, visiting um, a friend in Pittsburgh, so I'm happy for her. She's also going to a wedding um, as a plus one for with one of her other friends. That'll be fun. Uh, yeah, so she's going to have a good time out there. Um, I have no idea what I'm getting into this weekend, but I did have my uh, my office work party today. Yeah? That well, was exciting. You know, before, before you talk about that, you know what the best part about Friday is also? We get to do the damn show. It is your weekly update from the Poppy and Home and Sports Lab. Yeah. Every week you guys get that. Yeah. How 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 lucky are you? Don't be looking over there. You you don't know if something's for you or not. Well, you're right, but I heard something like ruffling around and I wasn't touching anything, so I got a little nervous. I may I may have bought someone a mouse. You don't know that. Did you get a hamster? That'd be sick, wouldn't it? I had a hamster once. They are stupid I know. as hell. I know. I know we had we had a, we had a hamster too. Um what what we're referring to is I don't really have a whole lot of space in my bedroom. So I also have gifts for my girlfriend here as well, and um, as couples do, she tends to sleep in the bed with me. I don't want her to snoop through the presents, so I'm hiding them in the podcast room. So now I have to find a new hiding spot because she listens to the podcast. So, yeah. So Holman was kicking the bags over there earlier, and now he's not, but the bags are still ruffling. Ruffling? Yeah. Rustling. Whatever. Either or. Ruffles chips are good. Ruffles chips are good. Yeah. But anyway. But anyway. Office party. Office Christmas party today. Uh, we went bowling. Fun. That was a lot of fun. Um, my boss is very competitive. Okay. Uh, but, so I'm the only uh, male that works in my office. Okay. It's me, it's me and three women. Um, I wasn't taking it super seriously. Like, I was going. I was having fun. I was seeing if I could... Uh, how heavy of a ball I could throw down the lane at 20 plus miles an hour. <laughs> um, fun fact, I did throw the 10 pound ball 20 plus miles an hour down That's the lane. That's awesome. Um, <laughs> I'm, so pr- I'm so proud of you. <laughs> I, I tried to get the 12 mile an hour, but I could only get that thing to like 16 miles an hour. There was a four mile an hour difference between a two pound ball. Um, it, I was just having fun. I was trying to like put spit on the ball and like get it to like curve down the lane like the pros do. You should have thrown the, uh, the 12 pound with two hands. That'd have been cool, granny style. I mean, like, like, huck it down there. Oh, not like, to just shut it, like, 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 just yeeted it down there. Well, like, so I was trying to put spin on it, but I don't. I guess there was what too much oil on the lane, or something. I forget. I don't know if it's. I don't know. Whatever it was, I had. I had some good rotation on the ball. Like it was spinning, but it wasn't curving down the lane. Like it was just spinning, but it was still going in a straight line. I'm like, okay. Every time I do that shit, I'm always scared that I'm. A- Break my thumb. Trick is, don't put your thumb in the hole for that. So what you do is you take your your middle and pointer finger. What are you seeing that has you so just befuzzled over there? Um, there was a division a division three game. It was Grinnell versus Emus. Bible College. The final score was one twenty four to sixty seven, but Grinnell took a hundred and eleven shots. All of them were threes. Oh my gosh! Yeah. 
And they shot 36% from three. They made 40 of them. Good Lord. <laughs> like, when you say uh, they shot 36% from three, that's not too bad. Well, considering the fact you shot 111 of them, that's insane. That's pretty good. A- anyway, continue. I'm sorry. Um, so I the- just saw that, and I'm like, what the fuck? Yeah, I could see it on your face. So the trick is, is like typically you have your pointer and your middle finger in the top two holes and then your thumb in the bottom. Don't put your thumb in there. Hold it like, like kind of like, kind of like rocking out. Right? So you hold it like this, mm. kind of tilt your hand back and have it resting on your forearm as well. And then when you're coming through, that's when you flick the wrist. Huh. So your thumb isn't in the hole. Yeah. Right? But it's holding onto the ball. It's helped stabilizing the ball some. Right? And then you whoosh mm. that way little fun fact for you appreciate that yeah you know just something just something i uh i I taught myself over the years of bowling um there was a time i'm not gonna lie to you like reno and i and and, uh and a bunch of other friends um every friday night we would actually go bowling there in tawny town really because it was well it was the only thing to do in tawny town yes uh but they had like a global so like you know it's either it's either you go to the bowling alley or you go hang out on carnival drive well yeah and there was gonna be a lot of drugs over there um (laughs) So like you would pay like you'd put like a, a dollar in the jukebox. You get to pick three songs. Yeah, we pick like ratchet music. That's awesome for like the global. That's sick. Yeah, and there were there, there were some older people there that were not too appreciative of our uh, of our preferred genre of music. If oh, you will. of course not. Um, uh, they got over it. wasn't wasn't their decision to be made. You know, so it's funny. So so there was one time I went to um went to Greenmount. Mm-hmm. Uh, is that Manchester or Hampstead? Manchester, right? I don't think it really matters. It's it's in one of the two northern cities or towns. Potato, potato when yeah. it comes to Manchester and Hampstead. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, I went there with um. I went there with these uh these two girls that I was friend with, friends with to go bowling one night, uh, after a shift for Foot Locker, and um, like there was like. It was like a country crowd. It really was. But they were playing like. Jason Aldean. Jason Aldean, Travis Tritt, like Jason Aldean was probably real popular back then. Jeez, I don't know how long ago this was. This had to have been I want to say it was twenty eighteen. Maybe twenty seventeen. Not but anyway not. So that was a big what, Luke Bryan, Jason Aldean days? It might have been, yeah. But like we like decided we turned on like Nicki Minaj <laughs> and something else. And it got like like there was like it was like a, a, a an odd mix. Like bowling music, mu- bowling alley music is the weirdest. Yeah, because you get like every single walk of life there, and you never know what people are gonna play. So we had like a weird mix of it. Just went like it slowly got more and more extreme. It was country, then it was classic rock, which is cool. I I I appreciate classic rock for sure. Um, and then I got into like metal. At the bowling alley, like of all places. Oh God, had Slipknot playing, <laughs> and like, like, see, that's the thing. Like, I listen. Like, when I, when I go to the gym, the very, I don't go as often anymore, just because I don't really have the time. Well, I do, but I that's not important. That's not. not <laughs> you were like, I don't have the time. Ah, uh, wait. Oh fuck, I do. All right, never mind. Fuck y'all. Don't worry about it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But when I go, like, metal is like my preferred music choice now at this point disrespect your surroundings right like I, like I like i just like crank that shit go nuts but like when i'm bowling i don't really want to hear like limp biscuit that doesn't sound too terrible to me honestly 
Now, don't get me wrong. I am a fan of Limp Biscuit, but like, I don't really want to hear "Give me something to break" when I'm trying to like ball a strike. Because then I'm just like half tempted to go run down the lane myself. Should that be that'd be sick, wouldn't it? Penguin slide down that. That hole. yeah, <laughs> yeah, that'd be cool. That would be cool. But yeah, bowling out bowling out of music. It's always it's always strange, especially here in Carroll County. Yeah, you never know what you're gonna get. Right, right, right. It's a wild time, but yeah, bowling was fun. Had a lot of fun today. Uh, I didn't like. I didn't like like try to win. I was. I was just kind of having fun. I was. I mean, I was. I was in the seventies and eighties. Oh, there you go. Like I was. I was just having fun. I haven't been bowling in a while, man. I gotta go again. I haven't been in like easily six months. Right. Like I tried. I tried like on a few of them. Um, like I said, I was trying to put some spin on it, but it like it wasn't curving, and I'm like, okay, well, yeah. now we're just gonna see how hard we can roll this ball. <laughs> That's always a fun game, isn't it? It was. Mm-mm-mm. I I did crack a good joke. Uh, so the one uh the one woman I work with, Wendy, she was rolling the ball. Uh-huh. Uh huh. She rolled it. She she wasn't even trying to. She she I mean she was whipping that thing down there. She got it down there like fourteen miles an hour. I'm like damn, Wendy, look at you whipping that thing down there. That's damn near a speeding ticket in a school zone. <laughs> <laughs> that's just stupid. But it's so funny. I mean, it is funny, but that's just stupid. <laughs> Like what the fuck? <laughs> what the hell? The other girl I work with, Shauna, she like she was she was no good for like legitimately like two two or three minutes. Like she was just laughing hysterically for like oh two or three God. minutes. What the fuck? The dude did come over and tell us that we were getting too rowdy. It's bowling guy, right? He was like, "Ah, oh, you guys are getting a little too rowdy." Blah blah blah. And I was Shut like, up. Go I away. was I was rolling as he was walking over. <laughs> go away, Ranger Rick. It, right, go away. And I was like, "Do you guys get in trouble?" They're like, "Yeah, we." They, he said we were being too rowdy, so we blamed it on you. And I was like, I should have looked at him and be like, that's what happens when you give a minor alcohol. <laughs> that would have been really fucking funny. <laughs> they got a good kick out of that one, too. Like, oh, man. I would not be able to <laughs> compose myself. <laughs> like, like I, oh, man. If I heard someone say that at the fucking bowling alley, well, that's what happens when you let a minor have alcohol. <laughs> and it's funny because I'm not a minor, but I do have a shaved face. So, like, let's be honest, I could pass as under 21. Oh, uh, for sure. So, for, like, sure, for sure. So, like, it's believable. <laughs> like, oh yeah, well, that's what happens when you give a minor alcohol. Oh yeah, well, that's what happens. When you give a minor alcohol. That's funny. That's funny as fuck. The guy yeah. working the bowling alley would have had no clue what to fucking do. Hell no. Are you kidding me? He would have been so confused. You know what else? You know what else is really really cool? I'm just kind of like looking through this right now. Uh, so according to CBS Sports, I'm looking at like NFL prospects and all that stuff. The number seventy overall prospect and the number twelve cornerback prospect from the University of North Carolina, Storm Duck. Storm. Storm Duck. That's a cool ass name, dude. That is a pretty sick name. The Ravens added somebody this week who had a dope name. The only thing that I noticed is that his nickname was Bo Pete. Yeah, that's the only thing. Uh, from the Ravens' Twitter, we have signed defensive back Thacarius Bo Pete Keys. That is one of the dopest names I've ever seen. I wonder what he looks like. I'm about to Google him. Thacarius. T H A. Spell it. T H A K K A A R I U S. R. I got him. Thacarius Keys. Yeah. Oh, he's normal looking. He's from Tulane. Really? He is from Tulane. Interesting. It literally just says Bo Pete Keys. Bo Pete. 
That's sick. Yeah, that is that is kind of sick. I've literally never heard of him before in my life, and I saw that, and I'm like, Thakarius Bopi. He was drafted. That's one of the sickest names I've ever heard. Drafted in 2020 uh, by the Chiefs in the it's... seventh round. Dude, what is, what is with the Chiefs and drafting dudes with, like, wild names? But he went to Laurel. Laurel, Mississippi. Oh, not Laurel, Maryland. <laughs> no, not Laurel, Maryland. Or um, Virginia. Was it, is that Virginia? No, Laurel, Maryland. Is it Maryland? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, they're all the same. No, essentially. <clears throat> that was unnecessary. It really wasn't. I, I did have to actually clear my throat. That's all right. Well, let's hop into some shit here, buddy. What do you, what do you say? I'm good. No, let's do it. Let's do it. Um, so to kind of touch on the, on the on the big topic going on in the world right now, uh, Baker Mayfield. No, I'm kidding. Uh, in the World Cup... Um, <laughs> What he is not the big topic. We're gonna, I mean, we're gonna talk about him, but he's not the big topic. Oh, yeah, he's he's not the star of the show. I just thought it was funny. Um, so we did have um, we did have two World Cup matches going on today. Um, and that would be Croatia taking on Brazil was an early matchup, and the Netherlands taking on Argentina. Both game went to penalty kicks. Croatia upset one of the top seeds, Brazil. So Brazil was actually the f- odds-on favorite. The num- the- Brazil's the number one team on the planet. There you go. Upsets Brazil 4-2 to two on PKs. Yeah. And then Argentina and the Netherlands also went to PKs. Argentina won 4-3, to three, but this one came down to the wire. Yeah, we, we ended up watching just because we, I, we were sitting there eating, eating some food and... I got the notification saying that they were going to PKs, so we wanted to just watch and see exactly how it all played out. Um, and um, Argentina got the job done. Four, yeah, four to three. Um, to touch on what happened yesterday uh, in the in the World Cup, Morocco beat. Tuesday. Was it Tuesday? Tuesday. Yep. Because I Morocco did beat Spain on penalties as well. I actually watched this one live while I was at the gym. Okay. So Tuesday, I'm sorry. Morocco beat Spain on penalties 3-0. So Spain, another team that was kind of an odds-on favorite to you know, make some noise here in the World Cup. They were outed. And then I, I, I put in the bet on this game just because of the distraction of what was going on with Cristiano Ronaldo. Yeah. I put money, I, I put money straight on Switzerland to beat Portugal. Portugal promptly won six to one. Yeah, they 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 beat the tits off. Yeah, Portugal definitely handled business. Um, so very interesting matchups here. Um, that two o'clock matchup tomorrow is gonna be fucking good. Yeah, and then um, you know France got the job done, England got the job done as well in their respective games. Um, they they're the two o'clock game. Yeah. So, oh, that was the. Okay, so we're heading into the round. We're heading into the quarterfinal. So that was round of sixteen games. Quarterfinal games tomorrow. Um, Portugal and Morocco. That'll be very interesting to see what happens there. It'll be interesting to see if Cristiano Ronaldo ends up playing. Um, will he be a sub? Will he start? Who knows? The guy who started in place of him had a hat trick. Yeah, I mean that kind of makes it tough. Now, I mean, I mean, like, that's, I mean, they're, they're not just going to leave one of the best players on the planet off off the pitch. He didn't, he didn't play because there was, because 
he didn't want to come off the come in as a, as a sub. Yeah, that's the only reason why he didn't play. Maybe with it being a bigger a bigger moment now in the quarterfinals, the opportunity to go to the semis to possibly win the World Cup for your country, maybe he'll be more in, inclined to come off the bench. Um, or maybe they'll start Cristiano Ronaldo. Who knows? Maybe they'll just switch up, switch up their formation. Um, so that way they can have the gentleman who took over for him. I don't know his name. Um, I can tell you, but uh, but yeah, the big the big matchup tomorrow. Um, at two o'clock, like Holman said, England versus France. Uh, France was my team when the World Cup started. Uh, they're the defending champion. Uh, they're just so loaded with talent. They've looked unstoppable. Um. Kylian Mbappe is really establishing himself, I think, as one of the top players on the planet. He already was, but now I think it's kind of... I don't think there's a lot of players you can... What was that? I genuinely don't know. <laughs> uh, but uh, he's definitely established himself, I think, as one of the top players on the planet. There's not a lot of people you can argue over him at this point. Um, but France, very loaded. England, very loaded. It'll be very interesting to see who ends up uh, winning to um, go on to play uh, the winner of the 10 a.m. game in the semifinals. Yeah. Um, should be a uh, a man by the name of uh, Goncarlo Ramos. Okay. So maybe they'll find a way to put him and Ronaldo on the pitch together. Um, a, guy with a, hat, a guy who scored a hat trick and Ronaldo, maybe that'll just be a lot more potent offensively. For Portugal against Morocco, maybe untap something something they haven't seen yet. So it'll be interesting to see what happens. Yeah, I mean, there's always a way. Like they, they so they had Ramos in as a striker. Okay. Um. So I mean, maybe they move him over to like a uh to just like a forward. Or maybe they like so uh Switzerland they did go with a with just a uh like a two forward like a two striker lineup. So it's possible. I mean, they could go with a. They could switch it up and, and go with a two striker approach. Yeah. And put in Ramos and Ronaldo. Cristiano Ronaldo. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, they could do it. Why not? I don't know. Be very, be very interested to see what happens. Uh, World Cup's winding down. Um, there's really only one, two, three, four, five, six games left to be played here in the World Cup. Uh, the quarterfinals tomorrow, both semifinal games, the, the third place game, and the championship. Yeah. So. A lot of big games coming up. A lot of big games. So it'll be very interesting to see how that plays out. Um, France is still my team. I think they're still the team to beat. I think um, I'm cheering for England at this point. Are you? Yeah. Are, well, you, do, are you doing that just to spite me? No, uh, because my Ancestry report from Ancestry.com. Oh, got it. I'm like majority English. Okay, got it. Um, Yeah, I'm like Eastern European, so I don't really have a dog in this fight. I'm like borderline Russian. I'm out of here. <laughs> like, 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 seriously, like, um, Serbia, uh, Lithuania, they were all part of the USSR. So, yeah, German, Irish, and English. Hmm. So, pretty damn good at drinking, aren't you? <laughs> uh, actually, you know what? I kind of think I am. I thought I like I like I was. I'm not so much anymore. I've kind of lost my touch. Oh, I'm a lightweight now. Yeah, I I can't I can't hang like I used to. No, not at all. I'm not as good once, but I. How's the song go? I'm as good once as I was. I'm, I'm as like, good once as I ever was. Yeah, there you go. Well, let's go over to American football. Perfect. I like it. All right. So, uh, speaking of Baker Mayfield, 
this was probably the biggest news in the NFL over the week. Baker Mayfield was released from the Carolina Panthers on Monday. Tuesday, he was claimed by the Los Angeles Rams on waivers. Because, well, the Rams have had one hell of a season at quarterback. Um, I think Baker Mayfield is technically QB depth number four. He's the fourth quarterback to play for the Rams this year. Yeah. Matt Stafford's injured. John Wolford is... John Wolford is battling an injury. And so is Bryce Perkins. And so is... I think Bryce Perkins is as well. But then I think even still, you kind of had to look at it and be like, well, who's the better option? I know Baker Mayfield, like, he doesn't even know the offense. The dude literally had 48 hours to learn the fucking offense. Yeah, I mean... He you know, joined the team on Tuesday. Well, he got signed on Tuesday. I, I think he probably got out there Tuesday night. He was playing in the Thursday night football game. Yeah. Um, you know, you, you kind of have to take it into consideration. Would you, who, would, who would you want to go with, you know? Oh, Perkins or Wolford for sure. Like, if you had your, if you had your choice. Well, I'm just saying, like, like you, you have to think about it. Bryce Perkins was undrafted. John Wolford was undrafted. Baker Mayfield was the number one overall pick in his draft. So ideally, you would want to go with the guy who's probably more seasoned. Well, and let's be honest, Baker Mayfield is more talented than Bryce Perkins and John Wolford. Yeah. But the the thing is, is Bryce Perkins and John Wolford know the offense and didn't have just 48 hours to learn the damn thing. I mean, very, you know, very, very true. But then again, you know, at this point, you know, you got to I think the with the way the season is going for the um, I think you got to give Baker Mayfield his flowers on this one. Well, I mean, I, the, the, the point the point that I was getting ready to make before you very so rudely interrupted me. You're fine. <laughs> um, you know, at this point. You know, I feel like the Rams are the Rams still feel like they have a chance of doing something. I think the majority of us all know that there really isn't a chance for the Rams now at this point. Um, but I feel like they thought they had a chance heading into it of still making a run at the playoffs. They got to win out, go eight and nine, and pray. They do, yeah, and they, they have to do a lot. They have to do a lot of prayer in order to try and get into the playoffs. But you know, starting Baker Mayfield, I think as opposed to John Wolford or Bryce Perkins. Starting Baker Mayfield, a guy who's, you know, he's been in tough situations like this. You know, he's, he's, I would ideally be your better, your better choice in the situation for the Rams. And that's ultimately why they decided to go with him last night. Yeah. And I mean, like I said, you got to give Baker Mayfield his flowers on this one. Coming in, dude, dude was brought in off waivers on Tuesday. Yeah. Played on Thursday. Mm-hmm. I mean, he had one full day with the team. And he went 22 of 35 for 230 yards, one touchdown, no picks. Yeah, you know, Baker Mayfield definitely does deserve a lot of credit for, for what he did yesterday. Um, I mean, for, for, for literally being the number three quarterback on Carolina's team on Sunday to starting for the L.A. Rams on Thursday, th- that's an incredible story in itself. The Cooper Cup and Allen Robinson less Rams. Yeah, so really his number one Target was Ben Skowernick. Yeah. Tutu Atwell. Van Jefferson. Like, those aren't guys that are going to strike a lot of fear into the opponent. Tutu Atwell, maybe, because he could... He's, he's got burners. He does have burners. I will say that. He might, be able, he might be fast enough to run around the outside of the stadium like the Flash. Tutu Atwell is very fast. <laughs> That's a stretch. I'm exaggerating. I'm exaggerating. <laughs> That's a bit of a stretch, dude. Maybe Tyreek Hill. Maybe. But, um... 
I mean, yes, you have to you, you do have to give Baker his flowers for this. You know, it was it was a gutsy performance. You know, a hell of, a hell of a way to you know still tell the NFL like, hey, I'm still here. Like I may not be playing that well, but I can still do this. I think Baker Mayfield's a top thirty two quarterback. Top thirty two quarterback in the NFL. See, I knew you were going to bring this up because we were talking about this earlier today. Well, we said we were going to bring it up. I know that is that is very true. Um, before we do talk about that, um, I think this is kind of more of a like this is kind of more indicative to what the what the Raiders are. You know, they got beat by Jeff Saturday in his coaching debut handedly, and then he lose to you lose on a. A fourth quarter comeback by Baker Mayfield, who hasn't even been in the team, been with the team for forty eight hours. And I'm not trying to take anything away from Baker Mayfield or the Rams. You know, it was a very good performance last night, even though I didn't watch it. But based on based on you know how the yardage was split, time of possession, um, outside of the Cam Akers fumble, they really played a pretty good game. Yeah, and like that's the whole thing is like Baker was he was putting together a good drive on that one too. Like like Cam Akers fumbled, if not in the red zone, damn near at the red zone. Yeah, so he was so. That would have helped the cause for fantasy, even though my team is out of it. Um, but that would have that would have helped the cause a little bit. But um, I think this is kind of more in more of an indicator of just how bad Vegas is. This is, of course, this is my personal opinion. Again, I'm not trying to take anything away from Baker. I'm not trying to take anything away from the Browns or Browns. Um, the Rams. I'm sorry. You still kind of in Cleveland. I know. I was fla- flashing back. <laughs> um. <laughs> I just think this is more of an indicator of how bad the Raiders are. Baker Mayfield wouldn't have been sacked four times on the Cleveland Browns. No. He was on the Rams. Though. Yeah. Yeah. Poor guy. Um, but, you know, to to kind of go to your point, you know, um, you say Baker Mayfield is one is not or is a one of the best 32 quarterbacks in the NFL. Baker Mayfield is still a starting quarterback in the NFL. Henceforth saying that you should think he should he still deserves a chance to start. I believe so. I believe Baker Mayfield is a top 32 quarterback in the NFL. I also, well, and like, that's just me being like, like I don't, I'm trying to think of the best way to word this. I also think that there's teams right now that if you look at them, Baker Mayfield would start for them. Like, like the Texans. Baker Mayfield is starting over Davis Mills. I think there's really only two. There's only two teams, if you run it down, that he would start over the current option. I think it is the Texans. Okay. And I think the other one would probably be the Jets. I think those are the only two teams that that you could justify him actually starting. But, you know, if you run it down, so he's not better than Josh Allen. Okay, break break it down. Uh, Let's start. AFC East, not better than Josh Allen. He's not better than Tua. Not better than Josh Allen, not better than Tua. I don't think he's better than Mac Jones. I see. I disagree with you on that one, but for the sake of your argument, I'll let you rock with I don't it. Th- I don't think he's better than Mac Jones. I disagree, but like I said, we'll rock with it. I think this might be a little bit more questionable too. I think every quarterback in the AFC North is better than him. Really? I that that includes Kenny Pickett. Mm. I I I think I'm going to disagree with you on that one too. Um, I think Kenny Pickett is better than Baker. I gotta disagree with you on that one. That's fine. You can disagree with me if you if if you want. Um, but I think another quarterback that's better than Baker Mayfield also is Tyler Huntley. I think really the one knock on Tyler Huntley is that he doesn't have the arm strength that Baker Mayfield does. There's no there's there's no debating the arm strength that Baker Mayfield has. 
Oh yeah, the dude, that dude can unload a football. Yeah, he does have he does have a lot of arm talent when he is throwing the ball, but the accuracy's always been an issue with Baker. The accuracy is not an issue with Tyler Huntley. See, I think the thing with Baker Mayfield is um he's like he's like Steph Curry shooting a three. When Steph Curry is on, there's not a heat check on that court that he won't make. When Baker Mayfield is playing his best football, there's not a throw in that football field he can't make. See, I think that's a, I think that's a, that's a bad analogy because you're describing Baker Mayfield's talent to the equivalent of possibly the best point guard of all time. I, I think his talent is closer to J.R. Smith. God, I knew you were going to say that, too. I was literally going to be like, you're going to say J.R. Smith on a fucking hot streak. No, no, I'm not saying that Baker Mayfield is, is, is that talented. I'm saying, you look at those nights when Steph Curry is on. And Steph Curry is fucking on. Like, he's setting records for most three-pointers made in a, in, a, in a game. It's not those games where you have to look at where Steph Curry is on. It's the games you have to look at where, the, where he's off. Because those are more rare. Right, I, and I'm not I'm not disagreeing with that, but I'm saying when Steph Curry is on, he is dominant. When Baker Mayfield is on, he is dominant. When Steph Curry is on, there's not a heat check on that court he cannot make. When Baker Mayfield is on, there is not a heat check and a throw on that football field that he cannot make. You know, the crazy thing is, I've never heard the words dominant and Baker Mayfield said in the same sentence until now. That can't possibly be true. I haven't. Go back and look at his OU numbers. Uh, college, co- dude, college is different. College is way, way different. Because you know who else looked like, looked, looked like they were going to be a star in the NFL in college? I could name, like, at least five people right now. JT Barrett. JT Barrett was one of them. <laughs> Cardell Jones. Jamarcus Russell. Johnny Manziel. I'm missing a fourth. A fifth, I'm sorry. Geno Smith. There it is. He was a bust until now. Zach Wilson. Zach Wilson is a bust. Jordan Love. Grizzly Adams did have a beard. Grizzly Adams did have a beard. But yes, I think Tyler Huntley is better than Baker Mayfield as well. I don't know. I think the only thing I think I think the only thing uh, Tyler Huntley does is better is he's a better athlete. He's a better athlete than Baker, and I think he's more accurate than Baker. I think Baker's better at throwing the football. Tyler Huntley's also more decisive than Baker. I think he has better decision-making. I agree. I would agree with that. But I think overall, I think Baker Mayfield is a better quarterback than Tyler Huntley. Well, I like Tyler Huntley. I, I don't want to get that misconstrued. Well, we will agree to disagree on that one. But let's go to the South. I don't think he's, he's not better than Tannehill. I'm not, I'm not a big Tannehill person either. I'm not, I'm not a big fan of Ryan Tannehill. But Tannehill's better than Baker Mayfield. I think that's skewed because they don't ask Ryan Tannehill, Tannehill to do shit, but like twice a year. Well, wasn't that the same way with Baker Mayfield with Nick Chubb, Kareem Hunt, and that offensive line? He didn't have to do a whole lot to win the game. And you could arguably say that him and Ryan Tannehill had the same success. Tannehill more so. Tannehill had a better defense. Had the most dominant running back that we will probably ever watch in our lifetime. Slow roll. Slow roll. Who? 
Adrian Peterson over Derrick Henry. Because, see, Adrian Peterson, Adrian Peterson was putting up the numbers he was when everybody was still trying to stop the run. Now everybody's trying to stop the pass, and they just so happen to have the fucking King Kong running the ball. I said quite possibly the best running back we will see in our lifetime. I wouldn't go that far. He's up there. I'm not saying he's not, but I wouldn't go that far. That's just me. That's what I'm saying. He's not better than Matt Ryan. He's not. <laughs> he is not better than Matt Ryan. Yeah, okay. He's not better than Matt Ryan. He is. He's not better than Trevor Lawrence. I'll give you that one. You could look at the entire AFC West. He ain't better than that. he ain't better than anybody there. He might be better than Russell Wilson this season. Look, Russell Wilson is still Russell Wilson. Okay, he may not be playing like Russell Wilson, but he's still that guy. I I'm with you. I'm just saying this season he might be better than. But yeah, I agree. He's not better than any of those four. Well, last night he was better than Derek Carr. Well, a broken clock's always right twice a day. <clears throat> Even a blind nut finds a squirrel. I know I said that backwards. <laughs> Bingo. Bingo. Okay. He ain't better than Jalen Hurts. I'll agree with you. The most disrespected quarterback in the NFL. He's not better than Gardner Minshew. Uh, I don't know. I'll give, I'll give Baker the edge on that one. I don't think he's better than Gardner Minshew. I like Gardner Minshew. He's, he's a guy you can cheer for. He's wearing jorts to games. That's a guy you can cheer for. Gardner Minshew got the raw end of the deal in Jacksonville. Gardner Minshew can still come be our backup quarterback. I'm I'm totally fine with that. I like Gardner Minshew. I like Gardner Minshew too. I like Tyler Huntley too, but he's not better than um Dak. I'm not a very big Dak believer. I've said that before. I'll agree with you on that. But one. he's not better than Dak. I'll, I'll give you that one. Skill wise, he ain't better than Daniel Jones. I don't. I take Baker over Daniel Jones. I would take Daniel Jones personally. That's I, that's fine. Everyone's everyone's entitled to their opinion. As long as he's in Burgundy, I'm not taking anybody over Taylor Heineke. Oh, you're out of pocket on that one. Taylor Heineke's better than Daniel, uh, better than Baker Mayfield. No, yes, that's not truthful. I don't. I I I think it is. I like the Taylor Heineke story. I do. It's a great story. I th- I th- I think he's. I think he's better than him. Baker Mayfield over Taylor Heineke, for sure. I disagree. He ain't better than Kirk Cousins. Oh, I agree. He's not better than Jared Goff. Yeah, Jared Goff is playing out of his mind this year. He damn sure ain't better than Aaron Rodgers. <laughs> not many people that are. And he also damn sure ain't better than Justin Fields. I don't know. What, I, it's kind of like the same Tyler Huntley c- combination. Like, it, yes, Justin Fields is more prolific with his legs, more athletic. I think Baker's a better throw of the football than Justin Fields. Arm talent, they both have the same. I think Baker's a little bit more accurate, but the athleticism outweighs what Baker can do. Baker's athletic, too. I'm not saying that he isn't. But Baker's, just, Baker's got a little boogie for, for, for who he is. Yeah, but I, I still think Justin Fields is better than Baker Mayfield. Yeah, that's kind of a coin flip for me. So I, I'll go either way on that. I one. think what you're seeing out of Baker Mayfield now, this is going to be Baker Mayfield. You haven't seen the best of Justin Fields, dude. If my quarterback's gonna be 22 with 35 for 230, I'm not mad about it. Well, I know nobody's nobody's gonna be mad about that. But I mean that Justin Fields is the best. He's 
you can make the argument he's probably be he can be more dangerous than Lamar Jackson. There, there's a chance for it. I think it's also the offensive system, but we're not going to go into all of that because that's another hour. Yeah. Um, I don't really got to talk about Tampa. So just, I'll just skip the, I'll skip past that one. Do you really think Tom Brady's better? No, I'm kidding. <laughs> um. He might be able to start Atlanta. Well, yeah, they just benched Marcus Mariota from uh, Desmond Ritter. I think it's a little late for that, but he's clearly not better than P.J. Walker or Sam Darnold. Clearly. Because when he got there, I'd be the first one to say it. When, when, he, got, when he got to Carolina, I said, there may be a dark horse. You yeah, can't, you can't even blame the offensive system now at this point because fucking Matt Rule's gone. Yeah, but he was he was the primary guy during that Matt Rule uh, start of the season, and they sucked. <laughs> exactly, but Matt Rule was the problem. <laughs> but he even got he even got he got one more chance. Granted, he played the Ravens in Baltimore, but he but he's always been, he's always given the Ravens issues. Yeah, he was playing the Ravens in Baltimore off a of bye week. That's an unfair test. That's. <laughs> That's a tough matchup for anybody. True. I know. So, okay. I don't think he's better than Andy Dalton. No way. You would take Andy Dalton over Baker Mayfield. Yeah, I would. You're out of line on that one. I would. Um, I would definitely take Jameis Winston over Baker. You're just a turkey leg. You're saying this just to make me angry at this I'm, point. I'm not. You really would take those two over Baker Mayfield. Uh, you could... Talk me out of Andy Dalton, but not James Winston. I the fact that James Winston is not starting in New Orleans blows my mind. He came out and said something. He's like, it used to be you didn't lose your job to injury. You got injured. You came back. You know, if you played bad, then you lost your job or something like along those lines. But he basically said, like, man, like it used to. It didn't used to be this way. Right. For that reason, Dennis Allen might get fired. I hope he does. That'd be cool. Um. I feel bad for the Saints because they have a really good roster. He's not better than Garoppolo. Um, uh, Jimmy G is just very good at what he does. He's, I don't think he's better than him. I, I'll give you that one. Jimmy Garoppolo just wins football games. I don't think he's better than Trey Lance. You can't say that. We haven't seen Trey Lance really play football. But I, I, I think Trey Lance is more talented than he is. I think teams would give Trey Lance a starting opportunity before they give Baker Mayfield a starting opportunity. I agree, but I can't say that I would. I can't say that Trey Lance is better than Baker Mayfield when I've only seen Trey Lance play in a freaking monsoon. See, well, the the whole thing is is who because the you're saying that Baker Mayfield deserves to be a starter. Is, is one is one of the best thirty two quarterbacks in the NFL. Yes. I think Trey Lance would be a starter before Baker is. That's pretty much all I'm basing this off of right now. Would he be would would this guy start before he would? Eh. I would I would take Baker over Trey Lance. I would start Brock Purdy before I start Baker Mayfield. No. Yeah, yeah. Whoa, dude, what are you doing? I don't Breaking your PlayStation controller. Uh, That's what you're doing. It's like half on, half off. God. 
no, that one was that one was a joke. Brock, that's easy. Brock Purdy, Brock Purdy played really, really well though. He did. He played very well for yeah. in coming in that game that Jimmy Garoppolo got hurt. But to be honest, at this point, Odell Beckham Jr. has a better career passing the football than uh, Trey Lance does. Well, I'm not going to argue that he's not more. <laughs> exactly, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, I you just can't you cannot sell me anything on Trey Lance because he hasn't really played. Well, we've, ha- we've had that conversation before. I'm aware of this, but th- but this again, this is my opinion. My opinion is he's not better than Trey Lance. That's fine. Okay, he's not better than Gino. Uh. He's not. Yeah, uh, yeah, he is. I don't think he's better than Gino. This is one season from Gino. We've he was. We've tried the whole Gino Smith thing before in the NFL, and it didn't pay off well for the Jets nor the Giants. But he was a backup for Seattle. I don't think he played for the Giants, dude. Pretty sure he did. Hmm. I'm almost positive he played for both New Jersey teams. Dick, did you come in here, fart, and then leave? He probably did. Stank ass. <laughs> he played for the Giants in 17. I don't know if he played. Uh, he started one game. And he lost. Do you, do you not smell his ass? No. Congested, dude. Oh, lucky you. This stinks. It's just lingering, too. That's the um, worst part. Yeah. He ain't better than Kyle Murray. I, I'll give you that one. At his healthiest, he ain't better than Matt Stafford. I'll give you that one. So, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven. 12, 13, 14, 15, 16, 17, 18, 19, 20, 21, 22, 23, 24, 25, 26, 27, 28, 29, 30, 31. I have 31 quarterbacks better than him. So he's a top 32 quarterback in the league. When you adjust the numbers, I guess so. (laughs) What do you mean when you adjust the numbers? If there's 31 ahead of him, then he's number 32, which means he is a top 32 quarterback in the NFL. Thank you for coming to my TED Talk. Cooper Rush is better than him. Get the hell out of here. (laughs) There's number 32. All right, we'll set you guys next week. (laughs) Poppy's off his fucking rails. What about Tyrod Taylor? What about Tyrod Taylor? I I would trust Tyrod Taylor to run run my – because this is the thing. This is the thing. Ty- Tyrod Taylor's not going to put you in a position to lose the game. Baker, Baker Mayfield, l- listen to me. No, l- you're pulling names out of a I'm hat not, now. I'm, I'm not, okay? L- l- for real. Just l- just hear me out here. Baker Mayfield needs to have the crutch. Not necessarily a crutch because it helps every quarterback, but in order for him to succeed the most, he has to have a dominant running game, a defense that is not going to allow a lot of points, and get the ball back for him. And a good offensive line. Couldn't you say that about every quarterback in the NFL, though? Well, very They're true. at their best when the run game is good, the offensive line is blocking, and the defense is playing well. No, very true. But look, but look at what he did in Cleveland. He had all of that in Cleveland, and it worked out for him. It worked out for him 
decently well, except for last year when he was hurt. Yeah. He played hurt. He tried to gut through it. I give him, like, I give him credit for that, but that team wasn't the same when he was hurt. Okay. He goes to Carolina. He doesn't have, I mean, the defense is, pre- the defense is pretty good. It's not, I don't know if it's comparable to Cleveland's defense. The offensive line sure as hell isn't. No. He had the talent at running back that's not, it wasn't close combined, but he had Christian McCaffrey, who is, is a very multi-use tool in the NFL. You can let him run, and he can get four yards of carry. You can throw it to him, and he'll pick up another 10. Just because just he's shifty enough. So he couldn't, he couldn't make it work there. He wasn't really given the best of chances. I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna sugarcoat that. I, like, like I'm not just trying. This isn't, this isn't the let's shit on Baker Mayfield show. I'm just, like, people have to just pump their brakes on him a little bit because, like, at the, at this point he's on his third team. It was, it's, it's been one game. It's been one game in LA. If if he can, two games, three games. You'll start to swing me a little bit. But we've seen it once. After he played for an abysmal Carolina team. Yeah. I'm not trying to discredit what Baker Mayfield did. Because the comeback last night, the way that he drove down the field, 90 plus yards in less than two minutes, that is very, very impressive. I'm not, I'm not discrediting that as well. The touchdown pass that he had to win the game, that was a very, very good pass. That ball was placed where it should have been. It was placed exactly where it needed to be in order for his man to catch to make the play and not the DB. It was a, it was it was it was a perfect perfect throw. But you have to pump your brakes. Everybody's like, oh, we need to one person in specific. You know who you are. Kept saying. Baker Mayfield. We need Baker. We need Baker. But personally, the Ravens are the Ravens are fine with Tyler Huntley. I'm just saying people are way too high on Baker Mayfield, and I don't see why. I I, I didn't I didn't think he deserved to be the number one pick when he got drafted to begin with. Who should have been? <sighs> At the time, because I didn't think he'd be as big of a train wreck. At the time, I thought the number one quarterback should have been Sam Darnold. Uh, it didn't work out much better. No, you're you're right. It didn't. I, I mean, I'll be, I mean, I, I I can say, but at the time, I thought it should have been Sam Darnold. Um, but the th- the thing is, like Baker fit what Cleveland was trying to do at the time. They were trying to rebuild the culture. They were trying to get some swagger. Excuse me. They were trying to get some life. They were trying to like they were trying to rebuild the culture in Cleveland. They had a losing culture for years upon years. They couldn't do shit right except draft Miles Garrett. That was the only thing that they could do right. Denzel Ward. I think that came after the fact. I think Denzel Ward was three the, picks later. <laughs> yes, like just a couple picks later. Yeah. Um, but they couldn't at the time. They couldn't do shit right but draft Miles Garrett. So they were trying to rebuild the culture with Baker Mayfield. Well, Baker Mayfield had a little swagger to him, right? I mean, he's planting the OU flag in the middle of uh, the shoe mm-hmm. after beating Ohio State. He's He damn near beat Georgia in the college football playoffs with the flu. Yeah, 
Like, they went to overtime, and he almost beat them. Mm. Baker Mayfield was playing very well in college at the time. I mean, he was the Heisman winner for a reason. He, he played very, very well. He had a little swagger. He had, he, you know, he had some, he, has, he had a little bulldog in him. He had that dog in him. But is that why, it, like, is... Like, That's why they took him. Because he has some swagger? Because, yes, because they're trying... They tried that once. It didn't work out. But they're trying to rebuild the culture there. Right. No, I get, I, I get what you're saying. I do. Sam I do. Darnold, little, uh, uh, I mean, he's not, he's not a very good-looking dude, but the pretty boy from the West Coast playing at USC. You know, like, that really fit what we're trying to do here. Some dude grabbing his jockstrap at the Kansas bench telling him to suck it. <laughs> what fits Cleveland? Let's talk, like, I, I'm not saying it's the right pick. I'm saying what fits Cleveland. I, 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 you know see, what I, mean? I see what you're saying. I do. But, I mean, my, my whole thing is I just don't see why people are so high on him. I mean, he, I never did. He's a top 32 quarterback in the league. He is. He deserves to be starting for a team. For now, I mean, after this upcoming draft, I mean, you're going to have the likes of, you know, C.J. Stroud, Will Levis, Anthony Richardson coming in. Bryce Young. Who? No, I know. Bryce Young. I was just, I was just being a, a turkey butt about it. Um, Tanner McKee from Stanford. He's, he's going to be another guy. He's probably going to go in the second or third round. Um, that boy from NC State, too. I don't know his name. Um. Hendon Hooker. That's Tennessee. No, I know. Okay. I know. <laughs> the kid from NC State. Who? Hendon Hooker. No, he's from Tennessee. No, I know. Why'd you bring up NC State? I didn't. No, I, his name's going to bother me. <laughs> um, but dude, Baker Mayfield is a top 32 quarterback in the league. I'm not saying he's like a top 10. He's a top 32 quarterback in the Devin NFL. Le- Devin Leary. There you go. He deserves to be a starter somewhere. Like I said, personally, I think Houston, the Jets, the Commanders, and I said somebody else. Uh, I don't know. I'm to Blake. But those are like the three that I'm like, yeah, he, he, he should be a starter over those quarterbacks. I don't know. I, I, I've, I've never seen it. I never have. Do you have blinders on of like his media presence and how terrible he is in the media? Like, I, does that sway it one way for you? I don't. I, I don't. I don't care how you could be. You could be the most professional person in the media. You could be very unprofessional. Like that really has. That really doesn't carry weight for me. You just can't beat Deshaun Watson. Yeah. Well, <laughs> that asshole. He he could go back to Cleveland and start there. I'll I'll let him play there. Just just get him the hell out. Of, just get him the hell out of the league, <laughs> for real. But I, I mean, like again, like I'm not trying. I'm not trying to shit on Baker Mayfield whatsoever. I say what like this is this is just a mountain that I will die on the same way that you will die on a mountain for Trey Lance. I don't know if I would die on it, but you might I would, break your leg or something. I would defend it, and then in this, and then with the coming danger of death, I would probably escape. Would you take any injury on that mountain for Trey Lance? Yeah, probably not. Would you break your leg? You break your ankle as well. Well, that's taking injury, so no. Okay. Well, I was just wasn't. I wasn't sure if you were going like real solidarity with him, like break your ankle. No, and, there you know. is there is there is one player who whose position I would I would risk injury it's over Lamar him, Jackson. And that's Lamar Jackson. Yes. Yeah. Yes. 
I'll die on that mountain as well. Yeah, that's not that's not really that's not really up for debate for me. <laughs> we we know that you'll die on that mountain. You have expressed that it, it, it we have expressed that we will die on that mountain. I will also die on that mountain. Yeah. I have also just come to terms with the, there's there's going to be a day probably sooner than I'm ready for that the Ravens and Lamar Jackson part ways one way or another because the Ravens fuck it up. <clears throat> I've ju- I've just I've come to terms with that. Like that it's going to happen sooner than I want it to cuz let's be honest I don't want like it with, to happen with, until Lamar Jackson retires from the NFL. With Holman with Holman saying this, don't get it misconstrued. The Ravens are very very interested in retaining Lamar Jackson. Lamar Jackson is very very interested in staying in the Charm City. Yes. But there, like, <laughs> there's there's very very strong mutual interest in him as staying as the quarterback of the Baltimore Ravens. Uh-huh. <clears throat> but, and we, talk, we talked about this earlier today, I think there is the possibility that the Ravens do fuck it up. There's always a chance. I, I, I think there's a very strong possibility that the Ravens fuck it up. They find a way to either lowball him, which I think is probably the most likely scenario. I don't think so, because it sounded like they gave him a pretty reasonable contract. In the offseason, I think it was like $260 million. Four or five years, $260 million, somewhere in that range, I think. I can't remember exactly. I want to say it was five years. Maybe it was six years, 260 Maybe. Whatever it was. Five, uh, six years, $260 I million. I think it just wasn't the fully guaranteed that Sean Watson got that he wants, that everybody, every quarterback wants. Well, every player, I should say. And why wouldn't you? But, you know, at, you know, at this point now, you know, that, that's, that's the precedent that's set. I know. You know, Cle- Cleveland set the precedent of giving him that fully guaranteed deal of two hundred forty million dollars, and to Lamar's credit, he's better than Deshaun Watson. Oh yeah, absolutely. It, he's he's more talented. He's more accomplished. So, wouldn't you think like, okay, yeah, let me like let me demand this money too because I deserve it. Well, yeah. I mean, if you see your next door neighbor buying a house for one hundred eighty thousand dollars, and you're getting ready to buy this one for. This one's on the market for two thirty, and you're like, whoa, 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 he got it for one eighty. I want it for one eighty. Where, where are you finding the house for one hundred eighty thousand? Not in Maryland. Well, no, not in Maryland. <laughs> um, maybe in Cleveland. I don't know. Maybe who knows? Um, but, but I'm saying if you if, like, if you see that, if, if like you're in the market as somebody else, and you see them get that good of a deal, why would you not expect that same good deal for yourself? Yeah, no, you're 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 exactly right, and I think that is ultimately why the deal did is, not get done. Well, I I I do think that. I also think the fact that he's negotiating by himself kind of does definitely throw a wrench into the situation. Because well, of course it, he's focused on training, and he and now he also has to focus on rehab, rehabbing an injury. No, th- no, that's that. That's not what I'm referring to. But no. I'm, I'm, talk- I'm talking about the pre- before the season started, before oh, yeah. the, before the preseason and all that. You know, he was not only negotiating a deal or attempting to negotiate the deal, but he was also training for the season. You know, I'm sure I'm sure that does take a lot out of somebody. Training alone for an NFL season can't be easy. No, I wouldn't know. I haven't tried. Um, haven't had to, haven't had to, and pro- and never will. <laughs> I don't. I was gonna say, I don't know. If, I don't know if probably is the word. No, no, we I, never will. I never, I never will have to train for NFL season. Maybe one of these days, I'll say, okay, I just want to train like I'm getting ready for it. That'll be the day. That'll be the day. Yeah, that'll be some shit. But anyway, um, you know, he'll, um, 
So he has all this going on in the offseason, and on top of trying to negotiate the deal, I'm sure it's not easy. That's probably the big reason why it didn't get done. And Lamar also said, I'm very comfortable with playing under the contract that I'm under because I still have a whole other year to play. Right. Um, ultimately, I do think the Ravens are going to end up franchise tagging him. Oh, yeah. I, I, I think that'll be the safest option because that'll give us another year to, ne- to go ahead and negotiate his deal. By that time, salary cap will go up. We can offer him more money. I'll be surprised if there's a quarterback that signs a big deal this offseason. Uh, I won't be. A record-setting deal? That's the only thing. That's that. That's the thing that I don't know about. Joe Burrow. He could get a record-setting franchise or extension. The whole thing... So, so the only thing that... I would the only reason why I do sort of agree with that was Kyler Murray getting his deal three years into his career. Yeah. And at this point, I mean, yeah, Joe Burrow got injured his his first season. He came back last season, had a very good season. He's having a pretty good season this year as well. Um I was starting I was I was I was saying it. Same thing as Trey Lance. I gotta see it more than once. Joe Burrow's actually still having a very good season this season. I think it's time to consider him as a very good quarterback in the NFL. Mm-hmm. Um, I think another quarterback you can see getting a deal this year is probably going to be Jalen Hurts. Um, but I don't think Jalen Hurts is going to command as much money as Lamar. Uh, I don't think. Well, unless he wins a Super Bowl, then maybe. But yeah, unless unless if but he would have to win a Super Bowl and the MVP in order to get more money than Lamar Jackson. He's very well in contention for both of those awards. Very true. I mean, he's still my favorite to win the MVP. Um, it, it's a three-person race at this point. It's him. It's Jalen Hurts, Patrick Mahomes, and Joe Burrow. I believe yeah. those are the three. I think Josh Allen's out of it. Yeah, I mean Josh Allen just had too much has had too so much problem with the elbow. It's really affected his play. Um, so I I would say he's out of it. It definitely is a three person race now at this point. Yeah. Um, I find it hard pressed that a fourth person finds a way into the conversation. Maybe Tyreek Hill. I don't know about MVP. Maybe Offensive Player of the Year. I think he's a lock-in for Offensive Player of the Year. I would say that's probably right. I think he's probably the odds-on favorite right now, if I had to guess. I believe he is. Because um, I was looking at it a little while ago because I wanted to put money on Kyle Hamilton to win Defensive Player of the Year. R- Defensive Rookie of the Year, I'm sorry. They don't give you the odds for that. They don't, do they allow you to do that, or are the odds just too far out of the favor? What, for Defensive Rookie? Did you set it? Did you place a bet? Uh, I did not place a bet. Well, if your Wi-Fi would work... Well, dude, it's two stories down, okay? I don't know what that noise was, but I didn't like it. Yeah, I didn't like it either. Um, but no, you, you Kyle Hamilton for Defensive Rookie of the Year? Yeah, it's there. What's, what are the odds? Uh, da, 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 where to go? Season awards. Let's go down. Well, all right, here. MVP, Patrick Mahomes is the favorite. Jalen Hurts is right on his ass. Patrick Mahomes is plus 125, Jalen Hurts is 150, Joe Burrow is actually third at plus 900, and Josh Allen is plus 1100. It's really a a two-man race, and I mean, Joe Burrow has a a shot, an outside shot, but I think it is a two-man race now at this point. Uh, AP NFL Offensive Player of the Year, Tyreek Hill plus 200, Jalen Hurts plus 250, Justin Jefferson plus 300. Okay, so that race is closer than, than what people think. Yeah. Uh, Michael Parsons is the odds-on Defensive Player of the Year candidate. Uh, Michael Parsons is minus 300. Next closest is Nick Bosa, plus 175. I put money on Nick Bosa. Uh, and then after L- that... L- I did. After that, Chris Jones, plus 4,000. 
That is, and that's a two man show. Yeah, and in all honesty, you know Nick Bosa is really having a really a really underrated year. He has more sacks than Michael Parsons, and he's missed a game. True. You know, I mean, I mean, sacks are really what wins the award, in my opinion. I mean, yes, Michael Parsons doesn't rush the passer as often, but you know, Nick Bosa was drafted into the league to be a pass rusher. Yeah, it was a, it was a, put your dick in the dirt, ears behind you, ears behind you, and go get him. That was a weird thing to say, but it really wasn't. Uh, and I'm not talking about the ears part. <laughs> oh, the dick in the dirt part. Oh yeah. Oh oh, oh oh yeah yeah. Oh yeah, that was fucked up. I yeah, no, that. that was that was weird. <laughs> um, I don't know who said that, but uh, yeah, I mean the fact that Nick Bosa is so far back of Micah Parsons kind of blows my mind. Yeah, I mean, that's a two-man show. But right now, Kyle Hamilton, Defensive Rookie of the Year, plus 7,500. Who's the favorite? Let me guess. It's either uh, probably Gardner. By a long shot. Yeah. Minus 600. Yeah, Gardner. Uh, I'd say probably Tariq Woolen is next. Yeah. Any uh, any guess on his odds? It, if, he's at, if he's at minus... If Amari Gardner's at minus six, where does... Kyle Hamilton rank. Is he in the top? He's got to be in the top 10 for sure. Six. He's six and he's 7,500? Six and he's 7,500. Uh, Tariq Woolen's got to be at like plus 1,200. Plus five. Plus 500? Yeah. Huh. And then Aiden Hutchinson's I plus 800. He, I figured he'd be third. Um, Kayvon Thibodeau is fourth at plus 5,000, tied with Jack Jones, and then it's Kyle Hamilton. Huh. Where's Nick Benito fall into that? Nick Benito. Not on the list. That's shocking. He's having a pretty good year, too. He is. Uh, after Kyle Hamilton is Trayvon Walker, <clears throat> then Char- George Karloftis, Roger McCreary, Kobe Bryant, Sam Williams, Jaquan Brisker, and Malcolm Rodriguez. Hmm. That is defensive rookie of the year. whole thing with Kyle Hamilton is I think, he would ha- I think his numbers would be a little bit better if he was um, tested. More, but you know, teams are really staying away from him because of his length and because of his versatility. Um, so the numbers for Kyle Hamilton aren't really there. I think I think is one really big stat is he might have a sack, and I know he does have a forced fumble. Um, Geno Smith is minus thirteen hundred for comeback player of the year. Minus thirteen hundred. Yeah, oh, I could have told you that. Who's 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 next on the list? <laughs> Saquon Barkley. What's he at? Plus 2,500? Plus 650. So there's a chance. Not a very good one. I mean, Saquon Barkley would literally have to run for 200 yards every game for the next five games. He can do it. (laughs) If anybody can, it is Saquon. Who's the favorite for offensive rookie of the year? Is that uh, Kenneth Walker? Uh, Or Chris Olave? It is Kenneth Walker. Chris Olave is actually fourth. Really? Who's ahead of him? Uh, Kenneth Walker is plus 200. Garrett Wilson is also plus 200. That's shocking. Christian Watson's plus 350. That's even more shocking. Well, he's got the touchdowns. But then again, you have to look at the whole whole spectrum of things. I agree, but he's got the touchdowns. And then Chris Olave is plus six. Brian Robinson is plus 2,000 right behind him. Shout out B-Rob. Shout out B-Rob. He's tied with Damian Pierce. Hi, Raven. <laughs> Damn. Yeah. So, if you were to parlay Christian Watson, Micah Parsons, and Tyreek Hill, $10 would win you 170 bucks. Huh. 
Now, if you were to if you were to get rid of Micah Parsons, let's see that. Get rid of Micah Parsons. I'm, I'm going to give you Nick Bosa. Get rid of um, Christian Watson. Yeah, give me Kenneth Walker and put Jalen Hurts on there. For MVP? Or... Yeah. Jay, uh, for okay, MVP, well, yeah. yeah. All right. Four-leg parlay. Tyreek Hill for Offensive Player of the Year, Nick Bosa for Defensive Player of the Year, Kenneth Walker for Offensive Rookie, and Jalen Hurts for MVP. $10 wins 608 That could be something for you. That's tempting. That's very tempting. That could be something for you. What is a $10 bet straight on Geno Smith? Not much. <laughs> for Comeback Player of the Year? Yeah. You probably win like thirteen cents. He's minus thirteen hundred. Okay. Well, what's ten bucks on? No, I'm just kidding. It's not thirteen cents. It's probably like what, like a dollar thirty? Maybe. I think it's a dollar thirty. Uh. Ten dollars wins seventy-seven cents. That's it. Oh, that's not even worth it. What? No, it's <laughs> minus thirteen hundred. Why would it be? I was saying I might just do it just just going to have an easy win. Well, you better put a paycheck on it. I know. You'd have to put an entire paycheck on it for it to be worth it. That's just about a hundred bucks. Right. Mm-mm-mm. Knowing your luck, you do that, and then Saquon Barkley's gonna pop the hell I off. Know. I know. I've been having the worst luck with sports betting, man. I really have. It's really been pissing me off. Well, I had pretty good work, uh, luck last week. Well, I fucking didn't. Okay, so <laughs> back to the back to the old ways. Rub it in. Well, it was for both of us. All right. Jeez. All right, so last week, as as previously stated, uh, Poppy went 0 for 2 on his picks. I went 2 for 2, back to the old ways. Um, I had the Steelers at minus 1, at minus 110. They uh, they won by 3. And then I had the Vikings money line at minus 154. They ended up beating the Jets. I do remember that. Uh, the F- Steelers were playing the Falcons. Yeah, so Steelers were playing the Falcons. Uh, I, I had the Falcons at plus 1. Obviously, I didn't cover. I also took the Jaguars money line. They got crushed by the Lions, so... Yeah. Yeah, they did. Who do you got this week? Uh, let me pull it back up so I forget off the top of my head. Come on. Sorry. Turkey. Um, I also don't know the matchups. So Well, you you tell me who you got and I'll tell you the matchup. Well, I have the matchups right here in front of me. Well, so do I. I just gotta look at them again. Just give me a freaking minute. Well, it's just I already had it up. I could have helped you. What the hell? I can't even find the team there. Oh, there they are. Okay. <laughs> April Fools. April Fools. Haha, stupid. Okay, so Both teams are on a bye. <laughs> Could you imagine? I would I wouldn't lose then. Okay, so uh from a money line, I I'm taking Miami this week okay. against uh against the Chargers. The Chargers are kind of in a tough situation now. They're spiraling. Yeah, they're they they're they are spiraling. Brandon Saley's kind of uh coaching his way out of his job. Um but really, it the it's really going to come down to um, you know, the strength of the Miami offense against the weakness of the defense for the Chargers. I mean, don't get me wrong; their defense has a lot of playmakers still. Um, they have they have guys who can really get after the ball and everything like that. Mm-hmm. But with Jalen Waddle, with Tyreek Hill, there's so much speed on the outside, and even Cedric Wilson was so. There's so much speed on the outside; it's very very hard to cover when you have guys who. Because I think the number one corner right now is Sante Samuel Jr., unless he's hurt. Uh, no, I, I believe you're right. I, I don't think he's hurt. I, I know J.C. Jackson is, yeah, but he was gone. he was kind of a flop in the beginning part of the year anyway. Yeah, he was stinking it up. Um, So I think just with the offensive firepower, I think that's going to outweigh what the what the Chargers do. So I'm going to go with Miami Moneyline. And then um, 
for my spread. I'm actually going to take the Jets plus 10. Okay. Uh, against the Bills. It's a division game. I think they're, I think it's, I mean, they played close earlier in the year. Of course, the Jets won. Um, but I think, um, you know, that, that Jets defense is really good. The Bills are still struggling on the offensive side of the ball since Josh Allen got his uh, elbow injury. Mm-hmm. Um, and a 10-point spread for a division game, I just think that's a lot. So um, I, would, I would take the Jets plus 10. I still ultimately think that the, that the Bills still win, but not by 10. I agree. Yeah, I can get behind both of those picks, honestly. Yeah. Uh, so this one. I, I kind of dumbed down my thinking this week. You did? Yeah. I, I did, did the I, same thing. I didn't overthink it. I did the same thing. Not overthink it. Vikings, plus one and a half, minus 106, playing, playing the Detroit Lions. They're in Detroit. I know Detroit's playing very well right now. Vikings isn't are it, too. Isn't it, would, we, would you have ever thought you would see the day where Detroit's actually favored in a game? Uh, no. And now here they are, favored against a divisional opponent. Here they are. That is the number two seed in the NFC. <laughs> right. It's just a game behind the number one team. Uh, so yeah, I uh, Vikings not overthinking it. Plus one and a half at minus one hundred six on the road in Detroit. Um, so I just I just like that. I'm high on the Minnesota team this season. Was coming into the year, we both were. We bo- yeah, we both we both were. Honestly, we both had had high expectations for them. That's, yeah. that's one of the few things that we've actually gotten right this year so far. It really is. Um, they've lived up to it. They've had two losses. One. They got absolutely shellacked by fucking Dallas at home. Like, they were in Minnesota. They got shellacked. And then they went on the road into Philly on a primetime game, which Kirk Cousins, we know he doesn't do too well with. They lost that game, too. Yeah. Um, And that 1 o'clock slot, Kirk Cousins is an absolute menace. All right? That dude can ball out. And that, I mean, outside of that game last week against the Jaguars, I mean, that defense, the defense with the Lions is turning around. Um, you know, you can see the way, you can see the tide changing for the Lions. Yeah. Dan Campbell's got, got that team believing. Yeah, he's got the team believing. He's, he's coaching well. He really is, man. He's got everybody buying in. That's a team, like, I'm a Ravens fan. You're a Ravens fan. We both talk about it. That's a team I can cheer for. I could root for the fucking Detroit I, Lions. I, I, I could. Um, you know, I'm a big fan of Aiden Hutchinson. Um, I liked him coming out of Michigan. I thought he was the best player in the draft. I thought he should have been number one. We talked about it a lot uh, through, through the um, our mock drafts last year. Um, yeah, I mean, we saw what the ceiling was for Aiden Hutchinson, but um, the ceiling for... Trayvon Walker is just so much higher. It's just a matter. It, it, ha- it of, has the potential to be so much higher. It's just a matter of if he gets there, right? It's it, it, can he put it together in order to achieve his in order to achieve you know his uh, his ceiling. I mean, the floor for Aiden Hutchinson is so high. Yeah, I mean, that's he, the thing. He, I mean, he was so NFL ready. You, I mean, you know, at bare minimum, he's going to give you eight and a half to twelve and a half sacks, eight, 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 twelve, thirteen sacks a year. Floor to ceiling, Aiden Hutchinson had the least question marks between it. Yeah, he really did. I mean, I mean of anybody in the draft. Yeah, of 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 really anyone in the draft. I I mean potential, I think Kevon Thibodeau has the highest ceiling in the draft. Of course, that that that's my personal opinion. Um but we're not talking about that right now anyway. Um but you know, they have uh 
the secondary is getting better. They can still do. They still need to do some work. Yeah. Um, former number three overall pick Jeff Okuda. He's actually not playing too bad now that he's staying healthy. Yeah, that was a big thing. Is he? He got off to a little bit of a bumpy start. Like they he, got I mean, rid of Darius Slay, brought in Jeff Okuda. I think that was the big thing. Is like that was the like those were the shoes he was trying to fill. Yeah, and it also didn't help the fact that he kept getting hurt. But now he's he's staying healthy. He's playing better. Yeah. Um, I don't think you can really justify him at number three. Um, at this point anymore. But you know the health is there. He's starting to play better as well. But really, the offensive side of the ball for the Lions is is really where I think the, a lot of excitement is. I mean, they dealt away T.J. Hawkinson, which doesn't really help. But you know they have a lot of guys on the outside who are burners. Quintez Cephas. They kind of haven't skipped a beat though. Let's be they honest. Re- I mean, they really haven't. If anything, they've gotten better. Yeah, they really haven't skipped a beat. Missing T. Hawk. I mean, Quintez Cephas. He's a he's a he's a burner. Jameson Williams. He might be the he might be one of the five fastest players in the NFL. I'll give you that one. Um, he's definitely the fastest player on that team for yeah. sure. And then I mean, you have you have a guy who went really really under the radar in Amon St. Brown who's establishing him, himself as a star number one receiver. Possibly the second best. He, he's the second best receiver in his division behind Justin Jefferson. Oh, yeah. it's not. Uh, I don't really think it's that close. No, it's, it's, yeah, it's, it's really not close. Um, he's, he's one of the best wide receivers in the NFL. Oh, yeah. I mean, they have a real, really good running, balanced running attack between Jamal Williams and uh, DeAndre Swift. The offensive line is looking pretty good. Really, the big question is a quarterback. Can Jarek Goff continue to be the guy, or do they go in a different direction? I ultimately think they do. Yeah, they're going to they're gonna move on into a different direction. Um, I mean, I still think they'll keep on Jared Goff and just say, okay, look. Mentor role. Mentor. Well, they might. Okay, so yeah, they might keep him for another season and let whoever they end up taking in the draft kind of sit and learn. I'd let him, I, I would definitely let uh, Jared Goff start. Yeah, I'd let whoever they take, whether whether it's um, Bryce Young, whether it's Anthony get, Richardson, if you Will get Levis, Bryce Young or C.J. Stroud, you start them. But if you get Will Levis, Anthony Richardson, or if you t- if you decide to take um, Nick Leary from Nick, is that his name? Yeah, Leary. I, I forgot that fast. Yeah, it's pretty bad. Yeah, sorry. If you decide to take the guy from NC State, Hendon Hooker. Well, he tore his ACL, so you have to. Well, right. But it, like if you if you decide to take one of those guys that are kind of that aren't aren't regarded as a top two, um, who I think are the most NFL ready, um, I would let Jarek off start. I even if okay, so honestly, even if it was CJ Stroud or Bryce Young, I'd let him. I'm I'm starting Jared Goff week one. What with giving, I, I got some I got some plays drawn up for those two young men. Week two. I got a few more plays drawn up. Week three, he's my starter. He and we're rolling with him. I want to give him. I want to give him some. I want to give him some reps and kind of get him dialed into it before I throw him to the wolves and and break his confidence. I would just. I would roll with Jared Goff until he gives you a reason not to go with him. I I mean, because I, he's done nothing to play himself out of a job. I mean, he's winning football games for him. Yeah, he, he's winning football games, and he and the offense the offense is playing really really well this season. It's it's just been the the defense that's kind of been the letdown. So until he gives you a reason to move off of him, I would stick with him. Jared Goff is playing. He's playing himself into keeping his job. Yes, 
because I think, like you said, I don't know if they if they take Bryce Young or CJ Stroud, yeah, they probably do move off of him and just take just roll with those one of those two young men. Yeah, if they take Will Levis, Anthony Richardson, Tanner McKee, or uh, Leary from from NC State, uh, one of those guys. <clears throat> yeah, I mean he's they're gonna sit behind Jared Goff for a little while. Jared Goff is playing himself, so Detroit doesn't have quite as good of a draft pick, so they're not gonna be able to get one of those two top guys. He's playing. The, Ra- the Rams still suck, so so they're in pretty good in pretty good shape. All right, you you got me there. Yeah. Um. And then so yes, I took the Vikings spread at plus one and a half. Reel it all back in. We got on a real. We got on a real Detroit rant there. We did, that yeah. was that was unscripted. That was interesting. you were talking about unscripted. That was interesting. Yeah. Who the hell? Who the hell thought we'd see that day? I know. Um. Once again, not not overthinking it. Baltimore plus one ten. Straight. Straight. They taking the money line one ten. Going into Pittsburgh. This is, this is Dirty Bird week. This was just your excuse for us to talk about the Ravens for a little bit, wasn't it? No. I, you, I, you smiled. Don't lie to me. No, I really you wasn't. You sandbagging son of a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Vince Vaughn, I'm going to need to just settle the hell down over there. No, I mean, I. you're not a Raven until you beat the Steelers. You know Patrick Queen's never beat the Steelers? We The Ravens have not beaten the Steelers since 2019. So. Tyler Huntley, Roquan Smith, Patrick Queen, J.K. Dobbins. I think G. I think J.K. might be back. Uh, he's still on IR. Is he? Yeah. Thank you, Raven. Um. No, that was enough. Once was enough. Um. Those young men are going to get their shot to beat the Steelers and, and truly become a Raven. This weekend in Pittsburgh, I'm going to be honest. Uh, I like this matchup for the Ravens. Tyler Huntley, um, he's got a little boogie in his step two. I think he could he could run away from TJ uh, Watt, that son of a bitch. God, he's good at football. He's questionable this weekend. I don't know if you saw that or not. TJ Watt? Ah, uh, hip injury, I believe. That's another guy that's very good at his job, and it pisses me off. He is very good at his job. He's very good at his job. Um, I th- I think the Ravens win it. Uh, is there bias in this pick? Yes, yes, there is. I'm not going to deny it. Uh, but I'm once again, I'm just trying not to overthink it. I I'm trying not to overthink it. T.J. Watt, Deontay Johnson, and Malik Reed are all questionable for the Ravens, according to the Steelers' depot. Perfect. So, what do the Ravens do very well? They defend the run. What don't the Ravens do very well? They're not great in the pass defense, we'll be honest. This season, they're not. This season. What can the Pittsburgh Steelers do relatively well? They can run the football. What can't they do relatively well? Pass the football. They can run the ball better than they can pass the ball, but they still can't run the ball very well. Right. So, we are going to make that team pretty one-dimensional with the pass game. George Pickens. Pat Fryermuth, maybe Deontay Johnson. Um, we're gonna see the first real fight on an NFL field since Andre Johnson and Cortland uh, Finnegan between George Pickens and Marcus Peters. <laughs> what? I hate you. Why do you hate me? You you only hate me because I said it and you didn't. It pisses me off that you that you even came up with that. 
What do you mean? <laughs> we are going to see the first fight on an NFL field <laughs> since Andre Johnson and Cortland Lennon. <laughs> George Pickens. <laughs> Mark Spears. <laughs> God, what the fuck? Dude, tell me I'm wrong. You're wrong. You can't. No. <laughs> You're wrong. No. Why is, Mark, why is Marcus Peters going to fight George Pickens? He's not going to want to. George, George Pickens is just going to fight Marcus Peters. <laughs> If George Pickens is going to fight anybody, he's going to fight Kenny Pickett because he's not getting the ball. No, he might end up fighting Marlon Humphrey because he's not going to be able to dog Marlon Humphrey like he does all the other corners. Marlon Humphrey's a pretty physical guy. Yeah, he he is physical. Brandon Stevens might want to watch out. He's a little scrawny. God, do not put Brandon Stevens on George Pickens. He's 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 a little he's a little scrawny. Um. But you know, I I do agree with you. So low key, this was the reason. This was Holman's opportunity just for us to talk about the Ravens. Legitimately was not. I'll be honest with you. It legitimately was not. I can see it in your eyes. This was your reason. I can see it in your eyes. You're angry. Um, regret on what you feel now. But you know, the last few years that we've played the Steelers. I mean, Mad outside of he outside, like shut up. I'm, 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 <laughs> I, I let you speak <laughs> now. Let, let just now. Let, let me do what I have to do. All right, I'm sorry. Uh, so I'm 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 literally gonna choke slam me through a wall. Okay, continue. I'm good. I'm good. What I got you, it all out. What do you mean by that? Um, what do you mean by that? But you know, outside of 2019, um, where the Steelers just bested the Ravens, um, the Ravens came were. Riding high on that fourteen and two season, and then we just underperformed. Um, two thousand twenty, but if you look at two thousand twenty one, we didn't even have Lamar Jackson, and we started RG three. That game against the Steelers, the year we went fourteen and two. Yeah, well, we won that game. Yeah. Um. But if you if you look at last season specifically, you know we were so decimated by injuries that um. You know, a lot of the guys who are playing now weren't playing last year. You know, the the the, the defense is definitely much better. the The offense, we're at least gonna have Gus Edwards back. I mean, Gus Edwards and uh, Kenyon Drake, they're better than what Latavius Murray offered the Ravens this time last year. It was the it was the Devontae Freeman show this time last season. Okay, it was the Devontae Freeman show that this time last year. I'll stand by my statement. Kenyon Drake and Gus Edwards were still better than what Devontae Freeman and Tyler Huntley were offering last season I as a, as the two primary runners. We have more receiving help for Mark Andrews this time around, so we don't have to rely on him to be the guy to make the plays. We still are going to lean on him to make the, the majority of the plays. But Demarcus Robinson is very capable of making of making plays himself. So is Devin Duvernay. James Prochet is starting to step up as well. And of course, we also do have Isaiah Likely and, and Benjamin Victor and Benjamin Victor. <laughs> but um, you know we we have Tyler Huntley going going to quarterback this week after Lamar injured injured his knee against uh, the Broncos. You know one thing about Tyler Huntley is he's very decisive with the ball. He knows what he's gonna, he he knows he knows. One read, two read, three read, boom. He knows that he is playing football. He, he, Tyler Huntley does exactly what he needs to do in order to get the Ravens into position to win. Yeah. And now with the defense playing the way that they are, 
I, I I do think that this is this is the game that the Ravens do finally get back at the Steelers. It'll be a tough game. It'll be a very hard-fought game. This will be a game where the team wins by three. We might win this game 10-9 to nine as well. There's the possibility. There really is the possibility. This could be a 13-10 to 10 game. It very, very well could be. 10-9 was the score of the Ravens and Broncos game last Sunday for, for you know, maybe some of you Ravens fans that weren't too aware of that. Uh, Poppy and I were actually at that game. It was pretty pitiful to watch, not going to yeah. lie. Uh, it, was, it was terrible. There was a terrible offensive game plan. Um, the dude behind us was an absolute moron. He was dumb, dude. We never, talk, we never talked about that. We, 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 Now's the chance. We never, we never did. I mean, he was, like, he was dogging on Patrick. I forget even what he was saying. So, I know. I remember because I was he angry. Was, he was dogging on Patrick Queen about something, and like Holman kept like uttering remarks under his breath to me. While the guy was speaking, and like I don't know, if, I don't know if you were paying attention to my face or not. If you were just trying to like stay inconspicuous, I was staying inconspicuous. Yeah, I was making like a bunch of weird faces, and like cocking my head back and forth a little bit, just so we knew, like, hey, I hear what you're saying, but I think you're stupid. All right, so Patrick Queen was injured Sunday. He got whacked in the willy really hard. <laughs> no, he didn't. He got hit in the thigh. All I'm saying is, it might have been. Uh, so yeah, he got hit in the thigh very Before hard. Before you continue, did you see that the did you see that the other players put an Oscar in his locker? Oh yeah, yeah, I thought that was funny. Oh my so. man was writhing in pain. They carted him he off the was. field. He yeah, he was he was definitely hurt. Yeah, like to the point I was like, oh god, like Patrick Queen just broke his femur. I'm like, if he's in that much pain on the field and like they're carting him off, I'm like, oh god, he just broke his femur. Which yeah. by the way, if you didn't know, is the hardest bone in your body to break. It's the most low. I mean, it's 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 like the load bearing wall of your body. Yes, it is the hardest bone in your body to break. Yeah, just so you know. So Patrick Queen was writhing in pain on the field. Dude behind us goes, he like you can see that it's Patrick Queen, right? Like you know it. Yeah. He goes, dude, I hate Patrick Queen. And he's like talking to the person next to him. He's like, dude's like, why do you hate Patrick Queen? He's like, cause he's such a new school linebacker. You know what I mean? <laughs> Like, he's just the new school linebacker, you know? And I'm like, no, no one knows what you mean. <laughs> and he's like, he's just, you know, he's just like a new school guy. Like, he doesn't, he doesn't like, he doesn't hit people like they used to. You know what I mean? I'm like, no, still no one knows what you mean. You're not allowed to hit people like you used to <laughs> he's anymore. Like, he's like, he doesn't put his helmet into people's chest and, like, drive them back, you know? And I'm like, because that's illegal. I was like, because that's illegal. And he's like, he's like, he just, you know, like, like, that's what stops first downs. Like, he doesn't, he doesn't do that. And I'm like, that doesn't stop first downs. He's like, but that other guy that we, we just traded for, number 13, I'm like, that's the wrong number. He's like, Roquan Smith. I'm like, Roquan Smith does not wear 13. He's like, now that dude, that dude's an old school linebacker. I'm like, no, he's not. Like it got to it got to a point where like Holman kept saying this stuff to me, and I almost want to like turn to Holman and say, "Shut the fuck up! I'm listening to what he's saying. I'm being educated. I'm being educated on why Roquan Smith is an old school linebacker and Patrick Queen is not an an, an old school linebacker." Then the dude, this is the cap. Like this is the cap of the whole conversation. He goes, "Ah, now I feel bad because Patrick Queen's hurt, and like I'm talking shit about him. I'm like, you knew that." When you started the fucking conversation. Exactly. 
Exactly. What, what do you mean you now feel bad? You just dogged this like, dude for I, five minutes. <laughs> I almost felt like turning the whole minute and saying, shut up. I'm learning something <laughs> today. Dude was an idiot. He was. Yeah. He, I mean, he really didn't have any business like talking about the game whatsoever because he clearly didn't know what he was talking about. Um, he also said he was going to smack somebody if we all didn't stand up and cheer. And I, I prayed that it was me. Yeah, that would have been really cool. Like, what are we getting up and cheering for? There was a chicken. The James Prochet interception? I don't, really, I don't understand. What do you want me to cheer about, dude? <laughs> right, right. Like, we, we scored three fucking points. <laughs> like, what am I supposed to be cheering for here? Right. He was like, I'm going to hit, I'm going to smack somebody if, if they don't stand up and cheer. I'm like, oh, please, please smack me. I wish you would. <laughs> please fucking smack I, me. I wish you would. Because guess what? I, I have, grab your dick and twist it. I have low ground. <laughs> I had no problem just hauling off and giving you a right hook right in the willy. <laughs> Grab his dick and twist it. Twist his dick. <laughs> Could you imagine? Trust me, I'll fight dirty. I had no problem doing it. <laughs> we saw one dude get kicked out of the game. We did, yeah. Yeah. Well, so we saw one. So it was a Denver Broncos fan. He had to have been like three sheets past three sheets. Uh, was this the guy they carried out? Because I didn't see him. No, 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 no. So dude, they carried out. I think that person genuinely had a medical emergency. Okay. And they're yeah, like in the front row. And that it, it took like four people to like carry him up the steps. Oh, God. Um, yeah, I, didn't, I didn't see that. It was like one to each extremity, which is probably really, really bad for the spine. <sighs> yeah, not great. <laughs> but that is, that is what it is. Um, but no, it was a, it was a section... To the left and up behind us. Yeah. And it was a Denver, Bron- Denver Broncos fan who was just standing up and um, cheering. But he was, like, talking to Ravens fans, telling them, like, shut the fuck up, telling them sit down, all that stuff, when everybody already was sitting down. Um, but he was, like, going on and on and on and on and on and on and on. And eventually one of the guys got up, walked down, grabbed security, and said, all right, this guy's got to go. He's like too, He's, like, too drunk. Him and his him and his woman tried leaving before security got there, and they're like, "Uh, no, come on, <laughs> you're going." I, I I watched the whole I watched the whole thing unfold. Yeah, yeah, it was it was kind of cool. And he was like talking to people who was like five rows up, and they're all like motioning, like, like they're like they're like trying to get him to come up there because I guess he was like trying to like say I'll beat your ass or something like that or I don't know. I I couldn't hear what they were saying. All I could do was just see what was going on. Yeah. Um. This lasted for a whole five minutes. I legitimately stopped watching football at the game for five minutes to see this guy get kicked out. I was more entertained by that situation than I was the Ravens' offensive game plan. Yeah, gen- genuinely, I was. Um, I, I I had to laugh though. I did. Did you did you see what his shirt said when he was leaving? No. What did he say? It says Broncos country. Let's hide. <laughs> yeah, that's that's, that's appropriate. funny. That's, that's appropriate. Yeah. Um. You, you know, one thing that I one thing that I will say also. Um, I don't know if I don't know if it's just people coming out the woodwork for the Broncos or not, but the Broncos travel well. They did travel very well. There were there was a lot of um a lot of Broncos fans there in the stadium to watch it to watch them take on the Ravens. Um, so I do give them credit for making the trip out there. She just won't stop, dude. I don't know what's going on. Yeah, she's on a mission right now. Um, so um, there were a lot of Broncos fans there. Surprisingly, um. But like everybody, like that's the nice thing about M&T Bank Stadium. Everybody's like respectful when they go there, for the most part. Like, like if like if your team's cheering, like, or if your if your team's winning and you want to cheer, stand up and cheer. Ain't nobody gonna say shit. Nah, uh, somebody will. Somebody, somebody will, but nobody's gonna start. Nobody's gonna start an issue. 
That that is one thing that I do enjoy being a about being a Baltimore sports fan. Like if you want to stand up and cheer for your team, no one's really gonna like give you shit for it. Hmm? Because we do it at every other stadium we go to. Yep. So. Yep. All right. So just one more, just real quick to touch on. Uh, um, well, I guess two two real quick things. Schedule predictions. How we do last week? We went nine and uh, five. Hey. So we can't go. we can't get anything higher than nine wins. We can't get over the hump. No, we can't. So we are the model of, model of consistency as far as that goes. Facts. Um, just a rundown. Uh. Just to run down um, some the standings right now. I will now. say this. We are already 0-1 on the week. Sick. Love that. Um, just to run down um, the standings right now. As of right now, Buffalo Bills do hold the number one seed in the AFC. Um, them and the Kansas City Chiefs are both 9-3, and but Buffalo beat Kansas City in a head-to-head match, so they hold the number one seed over that. Kansas City is 2. Baltimore Ravens are 3. Um, they're at eight and four. They hold the division title over the Cincinnati Bengals based on the same thing, head-to-head win percentage, because we beat the Cincinnati Bengals. Tennessee Titans drop to the four seed. Cincinnati Bengals are five. They hold that the five seed over the Miami Dolphins at six because of once again head-to-head win percentage. Miami Dolphins are six. New York Jets are seven at six, uh, seven and five. As it sits right now, New York Jets are going into Kansas City to play them. Miami Dolphins are going into Baltimore to play them, and the Cincinnati Bengals are going back into Tennessee to play them. Good. Give the Ravens another chance against the Dolphins. Yeah, I don't think the Dolphins want that. No, I mean, I mean, all I mean, the Ravens losing, the Ravens blowing a twenty-eight point lead in the fourth quarter. That is an anomaly. You will never see that again, in or you won't see that again for years. Yeah, that was wild. Yeah, um, in the NFC, everything's pretty much staying true over there. Philadelphia Eagles still hold the number one seed at eleven and one. Minnesota Vikings at ten and two in the two seed. San Francisco 49ers are eight and four at three. And the Tampa Bay Buccaneers are in at just a real ripe five hundred and six and six. That's a real stinker. <laughs> that is a real stinker. because uh, then at the five seed, you have the Dallas Cowboys at nine and three, six seed Giants at seven, four, and one, and the Seattle Seahawks are the seven seed at seven and five. Washington Commanders are right on that ass at seven, five, and one. Yeah, had they have beaten the Giants, they would have flipped off with the Giants. Yes. Um, Washington Commanders are on a bye week this week. So with a Seattle loss, uh, Washington will actually bump up into the seventh seed. Um, Seattle does play Carolina this week. I think Seattle will get the job done, personally. I agree. Um, especially playing at home. Um, but, of course, that will remain to be seen. So as of right now, Seahawks are going into Minnesota. Giants are going in to San Fran, and the Dallas Cowboys are going back into Tampa Bay for their rematch. Avenge themselves for the week one loss. Yeah, they um they definitely wouldn't lose this time around. No. Yeah, no way. Absolutely not. Um, that's all I had for the NFL. I said we pop over to college football because we... We got pretty in depth on the NFL there, probably a little bit more than I think either one of us expected. Yeah, yeah, we yeah we definitely did. Um, really, the big news out of college football is the top four has finally been unveiled, um, especially after a very very wild college um, cha- uh, conference championship weekend. Um, kind of just to run that down, we were pretty we were pretty spot on with a few games. A couple of them we were off on. Um, I think I took TCU to beat Kansas State. Kansas State actually ended up pulling that one out to win the Big Twelve. Called um, it. 
Yep, Oklahoma did call it there. Um, USC lost to Utah. Both of us were pretty surprised about that one. Especially in the fashion. I mean, Utah slammed them. Yeah, Utah really just, really just. It was tied going into half. Crushed them. Utah put up seven points in the third quarter. Shut out USC. USC put up seven points in the fourth. Utah put up 23. Yep. I mean, Utah really won by 23 points. That was the difference difference maker right there. Yeah, yeah. Um, as far as the SEC goes, um, I said I, I kind of had a feeling about LSU possibly pulling it out against Georgia. I was wrong. They lost by 20. 50 to 30 was the final score of that game. I knew Georgia was going to win that one. I think, I, I mean, I think most of us did, but it was. It, it, it really wouldn't have surprised me if they just kind of like let off the gas, knowing they already had a lock for the CFP. Um, again, they didn't really have any effect on this year's CFP, but Tulane ended up beating UCF to win their division. Um, Clemson took care of North Carolina, thirty-nine to ten. That was a bigger blowout than I anticipated. Yeah, that was definitely a bigger blowout than I think anybody anticipated. And then um, Michigan uh, took care of Purdue. Winning forty three to twenty two, um. So with two of the top four teams losing, uh, during conference uh, championship weekend, um, they definitely shook up the CFP a lot. Um, no, not really, not really too much. Only one team changed. Um, so your final four, as it stands right now, is Georgia as your number one team in the country, uh, Michigan number two. Even though TCU lost to Kansas State, they still hung on to number three based on their strength of schedule based on who they have beaten this year, and then sliding into number four, very controversial, but ultimately I think it was the right call. Um, it was back and forth between Ohio State and Alabama. Ohio State gets the nod. They will be the number one, the number four seed, taking on Georgia um, for the chance to go on to the national title game. So the way it sits now, like I said, Georgia will play Ohio State. Michigan will play TCU. Uh, so it should be a pretty good uh, CFP. Um, Holman, do you agree with the top four seeds? Yes or no? Uh, yes, I do. Okay. Um, I don't think the Ohio State over Alabama thing is as controversial as it should be. Ohio State has one loss to Michigan. Alabama has two losses to Tennessee and LSU. Um, <clears throat> I get it. Tennessee's right there on the on the knocking right behind Alabama at ten to two. Um. And they lost to LSU, who was playing in the SEC championship, but they just got their shit cracked in the in the SEC championship. And are all like they're now sitting at seventeen. Yeah, and they were fourteen at the time. Um, outside of that, uh, I mean, it, it, Ohio State, like I said, their their one and only loss was to Michigan, the number two team in the country. Yeah, I mean that's it. Yep. And Michigan ended up going undefeated. They won. The, they won their conference championship. Um, TCU, no shock, they stayed at three. Um, they deserve to stay at three based on a lot, like you said, the strength of schedule, how they lost that game. They lost by three in overtime, and I'm going to be honest, they kind of got snubbed of that win in overtime. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like, that, that's neither here nor, here nor there at this point now. You know, the, the decision the decision has been, it, decisions made, decisions final, but they did get hosed out of a Big 12 championship. Yeah, I mean, Max, Max Duggan was, I, personally to me, it looked like a touchdown in overtime. Um or no, it was the it was the running back. I'm sorry, the running back from TCU had the ball 
Um, but the way the angle of the camera was, it was back a little bit. It wasn't directly over the goal line. So they're like, oh, well, you got to keep that into account, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, well, okay, two-thirds of the ball is over the goal line from this angle. Right. So even if we pan up, I, I'm pretty sure the ball is going to be over. Right. Um, so it is what it is. I think TCU kind of got hosed in that one. I think they should have won. Is what it is. Um, and Ohio State deserves to be four. Um, like I said, TCU, they also lost the number 10 Kansas State, who is now number nine. That's their only loss. Yeah. So let me let me ask you this: had um had TCU lost by more, could you have made an argument for them to slide into um to slide to four and Ohio State jump to three? Could you have made the argument? There's potential. Yeah. Okay. I mean, there, there's absolutely potential. You is can make there, that argument. Is there potential? Is is there potential for an argument of them? Could you have made the argument for them to go to four regardless and Ohio State jump to three? Could you have made that argument? With 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 the final rankings, could you have made the argument that Ohio State jumps TCU and USC to number three, and TCU play and TCU number four? Could you have made that argument realistically? Uh, had they had they lost by more, because if they lost by more, they would have lost. Obviously, they lost to the Big Twelve champion, but they lost to a team that's lower in the rankings, and Ohio State lost to the Big Ten champion. You could, I think, you potentially could, but. Again, this is just a hypothetical. Like, yeah, 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 yeah. I think you could, but I think the way that it is sits now is better for college football because Georgia versus TCU and then Michigan versus Ohio State. Granted, Michigan versus Ohio State in the first round of the college football playoffs draws a lot of intrigue. Yeah. Right? But I think we're all kind of tired of seeing uh, conference opponents, con- conference rivals uh, play in the college football playoffs, specifically Georgia and Alabama. Yeah. Yeah, you're not wrong there. With one LSU team thrown in there. Yeah. The most dominant college football team I, I've ever seen. Um, I would agree. But specifically, Georgia and Alabama. We're tired of seeing them play each other in the college football playoffs. So I think this gives a little parity, a little diversity to it all. Georgia versus Ohio State. That's a great matchup. Ohio State, like, hey, all right, you didn't, you didn't handle business when you had to. You're sneaking in. Now you got to play the number one team in the country. That seems fair to me. Yeah. That seems very fair to me. Then you got TCU versus Michigan. Once again, I think this is going to be a very good game. I, I think I think the CFP got it right, ranking one through one through five. Honestly, I think Alabama's at five is is fine. I'm okay with that. You know, I will say about this about the CFP. You know, in years past, you know, you've been able to look at it and say to yourself, okay, this is exactly how this game is going to go. You, you, I, I can't really pick either one of these games. I can't either. There, honestly, there is a very, very realistic possibility that Alabama, or the Alabama, I'm sorry, Ohio State and Michigan is the national title game, and I'm I'm okay with that. Honestly, I, I would be okay with it also because that would be that might be the most viewed college football game of all time. Like I'm okay if Alabama and Georgia play them play each other in the national championship game because that means Alabama had to beat somebody, Georgia had to beat somebody to get there. I'm okay with that, but in the first round, I don't want to see him play. Yeah, yeah, no, no, I, I, I definitely do agree with you. Um, I mean, I think, I think the the thought of any of these matchups are 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 pretty enticing. Of course, Georgia and Michigan. That's obviously the I think the matchup most people want to see. It's the best two teams in the country. Yeah, yeah, the, number one, number two, but Georgia and TCU. I think that would be a lot sneakier than what people think. Yeah, TC, TCU played a lot of tough opponents. They're very battle tested, um, and of course, seeing Ohio State versus Michigan in the national title game that would just be 
the bee's knees. That would be insane. Yeah, I'm here for it. And really, even if it was, could you imagine Ohio State versus TCU? That would be such an obscure national title game. Three versus four. The three, the three versus the four. Yeah, that's never happened before. No. At least I don't think. I guess it could have. I have no idea. I mean, I, I, Ohio State is the only team that has won the national title from the four seed. Oh. They did it in the very first year of the CFP. Um, Was that against Oregon? Yeah. Yeah. Was that the uh, the Marcus Mariota-led Oregon team? Yes. And that was the game where Ezekiel Elliott wore the crop top all, <laughs> all CFP. I picked Ohio State to win that game. Did you? Yeah, I remember it. Because everybody was so high on Oregon and because they were so fast. And I'm like, I'm telling you, strength beats speed. Like, no, but they're so fast. Like, you can't get your hands on them. I'm I'm telling you, Ohio State's strength is going to beat Oregon's speed. Because once Ohio State gets their hands on them, they're not going anywhere. Yeah, so... uh, DeAnthony Thomas on that team? I don't think it was. Kenyon Barner? Um... I think it was Marcus Mariota. It was Mariota. No, Mariota. That's it. Um, Eric Armstead, DeForest Buckner. That's what the strength was. The defense. All right. Well, there you go. You know what's crazy? No. So that game. Okay. Had one, two, three, four. Five, six. It saw six players from Oregon get drafted. One, two, three, four, five. There were five players in the starting lineup for Ohio State that didn't get drafted. Damn. <laughs> Devin Smith, Michael Thomas, Taylor Decker, Billy Price, Pat Eflin, um, Jeff Hireman, Evan Spencer, Cardell Jones, Ezekiel Elliott, Joey Bosa, Michael Bennett, Aldolphus Washington, Darren, Darren Lee, Joshua Perry, Doran Grant, Eli Apple, Von Bell. That was a really good Ohio State team. It was a very Holy good. Holy shit. Well, I mean, they won the national championship. Yeah, so um, so again, uh, Ohio State was the first, um, was obviously the first team to win the CFP. They beat Alabama 42-35 to to get there, and Oregon beat Florida State. Florida State, uh, fifty nine to twenty. Was that the Jameis Winston led Florida State team? No, that they won a national title. Okay, that that team won a national title. Okay. I want to say they won the year before. I don't even know who would have been on that Florida State team. Jameis was okay. Um, yeah, Jameis was the quarterback of that team. They won the national title the year before. That's what I'm saying. The Jameis Winston led Florida State team. Won. Well, they didn't win the national title that year. No, no, I'm just saying they were led by Jameis Winston. Yeah. Um, let's see. Here. Like he was the quarterback. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I was saying. I think he was. Let me see. Oh, uh, let's see here. Hey Siri. Don't ask Siri. I'm right here. She's looking shit up. Should have said it, idiot. I thought I said it quite he enough. W- yeah, he he was he was the quarterback at that time. Told you. I know things. I didn't tell you. Um, let's see. Were they the only four seeds that's ever won? Yeah, because Alabama won the next year as the two. Wow, look at this one. Clemson and o- and Oklahoma. Clemson was the one, Oklahoma was the four. Alabama and Michigan State. Wow. 
Alabama blanked Michigan State 38-0, <laughs> which is insane. Nice. Very next year, wow, this is another weird one. Alabama beat Washington 24-7, to and Clemson beat Ohio State 31 up, and then Clemson won 35-31. to Let's see. I mean, some of these, some of these, this one isn't that. Okay, this one's pretty normal. Uh, Clemson and Alabama, Oklahoma, Georgia. Al- that, that was Baker Mayfield's flu game. Yeah, and Alabama won that one. Again, this one's not strange. Alabama, Oklahoma, Clemson, Notre Dame. That was Kyler Murray yeah. playing. LSU, Oklahoma, Ohio State, Clemson. That was Jalen Hurts, and that was the year that LSU was the best team in college football, possibly all time. Yeah, where they literally had three players in their starting lineup that didn't get drafted. Yep. Yeah, LSU was very, very fucking good that season. Trophy insane. Three players didn't get drafted, and one of them signed as an undrafted free agent, Thad Moss. Thaddeus Moss. Um, this one's normal. Alabama and Notre Dame, Clemson, Ohio State. And then last year. Alabama, Cincinnati, Michigan, and Georgia. Good lord, dude. Yeah. Um, so something so something just to take to take a look at. On uh, the 2024-2025 season, uh the CFP will be expanded to 12 teams. Just to give you guys a, a, just an understanding of what that's going to look like, um, just to run it down for you again, the top six conference championship winners get an automatic bid, and then the next six ranked teams get the automatic bid as well. So uh, your top, so your best four conference championship winners, they'll get a first round bye. They would be your top four. Five through twelve would end up playing against each other. The winner of five versus twelve plays the four seed. Eleven versus six plays the three. Ten versus seven plays the two, and eight versus nine plays the one. Okay, so so explain it to me like I'm three. Give me team names. Okay, so this is this is how it would end up working out. TCU would take on Tulane. Okay. The winner of that game would play Utah. Okay. Okay. Um. Ohio State would play Penn State. All right. The winner of that game would go on to play Clemson. Fantastic. USC and Alabama, the winner of that would play Michigan. And then Kansas State and Tennessee, the winner of that would play Georgia. I mean, the only game that's not really a game is 5 versus 12. But even I think Tulane might give 5 some hell. Yeah, just because their confidence is so high. Yeah, they're they're playing hot, but they're they're gonna have a month to cool off before CFP shit actually comes around. Yeah, and I mean, I think really your only upset that's happening if you're going off of ranking wise is Kansas State beating Tennessee. Yeah, just because I mean Tennessee Tennessee had a hell of a year, but it was all it was a lot of it was on the back of Hendon Hooker, and of course he's out with a torn ACL. So yeah, he's done though. So that would mean Kansas State would play Georgia. I agree. Alabama would play Michigan. I also agree. Ohio State would play Clemson. Yep. And TCU would play Utah. Yes. Okay. So, Georgia and Kansas State. Georgia. Okay. I agree. I don't think it would be that close. 
Michigan and Alabama. I have Michigan here. We talked about this earlier before before we started recording. I I have Alabama just because I think that a Saban led team would be more ready than a Jim Harbaugh led team. I don't know. I think Jim Harbaugh can get the. I mean, he he can get those boys to play down over he there. Can, he he definitely can. But I think um, just the the experience of having done it before, having won games at this point in the season with a long with a long layoff, I think that plays better into Saban than it does into um, uh, Harbaugh. Okay. So I got Michigan, but you got Bama. Yes, it's fine. Ohio State and Clemson. I got Ohio State here. I would as well. Um, and then TCU and Utah. I got Utah here. Uh, I would take TCU. Um, just because they're battle tested. Utah Utah's a great team. They 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 really are. I'm not trying to take anything away from them, but I think um just they've had to play tough teams all year. I think I think they would get it done. I I mean the, yeah, they have played good teams all season. I think Utah is just I mean they're just they're just so well-rounded. They are they are a very well-rounded team. They can score the football at a very high margin and they can that's also team, play pretty good defense. That's a team that's been around for a few years but it's not like they're they're very good but they're not like good enough. You know right. what I'm saying? Yeah, I mean they're knocking on the they're knocking on that 10 to 15 range. I mean right now they're sitting at 8, so good on them, but um <clears throat> yeah, I think I think Utah pulls off the the upset against TCU. Okay, I, I mean I know it's technically not based on those standings, but based on the current standings. Right, right, exactly. Um, so then you would have Georgia versus TCU or Georgia, Georgia versus Utah. I'm sorry. Yeah, and you would have we talked about it earlier. You said Georgia, Georgia winning. Yes. Okay. Then you would also have Ohio State versus Michigan. Yes. Round two. I got Michigan winning that one again. Okay. On a neutral field. I mean, they went into Ohio State. They beat them there. I think on a, on a neutral field, I think Michigan gets the job done again. Um, yeah, I mean, I, you know, if they, if they got the opportunity again, um, I mean, a lot of the scoring came off of uh, big plays for Michigan. I think Ohio State would do a better job of eliminating the big plays. Well, they, and they were at the end of the game. I mean, it, it was, it was well, late. It was two, late two, were, two were at the end of the game. Two were in the beginning. Yeah. Um, so I think Ohio State would do a better job of eliminating the big plays. Um, but we had the possibility to see that later this season. That is the preferred championship game for me. I think that would be a, can't imagine why exactly, exactly. That I would just, I would just love to see that as the because oh I mean we we've been we've been overstimulated by a rematch of SEC games. Yeah, over it. Let's see Big Ten. Let's just see it. Why not? For all the marbles, why not? Let's just see it. Let's, why not? Let's just let's just get crazy. Just let me see it. <laughs> um, Out of context, that doesn't sound great. <laughs> so then you would have Georgia versus Michigan in the in the in the conference in the national title, and you would have. I personally believe Michigan pulls this one out. Okay. And and you're saying that even for this year as well. You th- do you think Michigan will end up being the national t- national championship? I think so. Okay. Um. So then with me, uh, I would have Michigan playing TCU, or Georgia playing TCU. Georgia would take care of business against TCU. Uh, and, then Al- and then Alabama and Ohio State. I think Ohio State would edge out Alabama. Um, yes, even though Nick Saban would have, a te- would have his team ready, I think Ohio State just, just matches them a lot better. I think they would be able to take care of business at this point. That game would be playing for the number one overall pick. Yeah, and I think uh, I think C.J. Stroud would outdo Bryce Young, es- especially with the weapons around him too. 
If I was Bryce Young, I'd be okay with that. I don't have to go to Houston. Bingo, exactly. <laughs> and then ultimately, my national national championship game would be Georgia and Ohio State. Um, I think Georgia would take care of business. Georgia's a very good team. Georgia's a very good team. Uh, this year, Georgia is actually my pick for the national title. Um, I mean, you know, I kind of talked to you about it earlier. The defense isn't what it was last year. I mean, they had so much talent on that defensive side of the ball. But the offense is definitely, they're, they're contributing more this season. Stenson Bennett is a, Heisman, is a Heisman candidate. Oh, yeah. So, you know, so good on him to finally get things going there. Um, but, you know, ultimately, I just, I think, um, I think George just is very is very well balanced. They can score on you, and they're going to stop you from scoring. I mean, they held. I mean, they beat LSU by twenty. Yeah, well, I think Michigan actually pairs up pretty well against Georgia. Michigan's a pretty physical team. Um, they, they are. They they have some, they actually have some very good physicality, which is not really what Michigan's known for. They have some pretty good physicality this year. Um, they do defend the the run very very well. Um, they also run the ball very, very well. J.J. Uh, McCarthy's not scared to let it rip a little bit. He doesn't have the strongest arm in the world, but he's not scared to let it rip. No, but he's, he's got the dog in him. He does have the dog in him. Um, I think this is I, – I genuinely believe this is Jim Harbaugh's best chance at a national title. I would agree. Um, and I think if he wins this national title, I, I honestly think he wins the national title, and he's like, all right, my work here is done. I'm going back to the NFL. I, ha- I still have an itch for that. I think ultimately he does. Um, At some point, he makes his way back to the NFL. He might ride it out with JJ McCarthy though, because I, I, JJ McCarthy is definitely his, the best quarterback he's had. Oh yeah. Um, they are they are supposed to be getting some receivers coming in next year. Um, of course, Blake Corum's going to be leaving, but I think the running back that they have now that they're rocking with, whose name always escapes me. Um, yeah, it does. I, it does I, be- for me as well. I believe he will be there next year, and I think the majority of that offensive line will be too. So, who knows? Maybe, maybe he will stick it out through next season. Um, I think ultimately he will try to find his way back to the NFL. I just think he's got to wait for the perfect job for him. In all honesty, yeah, he. I mean, he's definitely, he's definitely going to make his way to the NFL. Donovan yeah. Edwards. Donovan Edwards. Okay, that that's that's the name you guys need to know for the CFP. Yeah, he will be their number one running back. Yes. Just so you know. Yep. Uh, yeah, I mean that's that's really all I got for for college football. I'm gonna be honest with you, buddy. Not not a whole lot going on in there. No, I mean you, you know we got some bowl games coming up. Um, the Heisman Trophy I think is getting announced tomorrow. Um, I got Caleb Caleb Williams taking it home from from USC. Yeah, I think so too. Um, from USC, Oklahoma. I said it. You did say it. <laughs> I kind of made it up on the spot. Did you like that? I, I you know what? I didn't. <laughs> um, I really sold it. I was gonna say yes, didn't I? He did. Yeah. Yeah. Right, I'll give it to you. I'm kind of a piece of crap. I know it. It's okay. We all are. You are what you eat. You eat pieces of crap for breakfast? <laughs> no. No. Oh God, man. Um. Uh, so. One just real quick thing in the NBA. Uh, Los Angeles Lakers look like they're turning around a little bit, playing some halfway decent, competent, competitive basketball. Thanks to Anthony Davis. Good heavens. Thank you, Anthony Davis. 90, he, 92 points in two games. 99. 99 points in two games. Sorry. Yeah, he was darn near averaging 50 points a game for a two-game stretch there. Not too bad. <laughs> uh, Anthony Davis is leading the team in scoring at 27.3 points a game, uh, 12.3 rebounds, 2.6 assists. 
1.3 steals, and 2.3 blocks. You know, when we talked about the NBA a little bit before the season even started, I, I, I said that he would be the guy who'd kind of be the catalyst for that team. You know, they're going to go as far as he will take them. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I mean, if he can continue this play through the rest of the season, uh, LeBron taking a little bit of a backseat, doesn't have to do as much. Uh, I think that would really go a long way for the, for the team. So um, for LeBron's sake and for the rest of the NBA's sake, I, I kind of hope it does because when LeBron's in the playoffs, it, just, it, it, it makes things a little better. Yeah, well, I mean, LeBron is doing everything he can to help that team. He actually leads the team in minutes at 35.4. Yeah, that doesn't shock me. Um, LeBron's averaging 25.8 points a game, 9.1 rebounds, 6.4 assists, and 1.2 steals. So, I mean, he's just doing LeBron things. Yeah. Averaging 25-plus, 8-plus rebounds, 5-plus assists. Yeah. That's like the, that's, that's the expectation for LeBron James. It's 25, 8, and 5. Yeah. It's always, he's always, I don't know about always, but he's consistently given us something around that. Yeah, absolutely. Um, f- lost the standings. I mean, they're currently 10 and 14, um, so they've picked it up a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, that is not at all what I clicked. Thank you, ESPN, for, for switching that over there. That was fantastic. Huh. Um, they're ten and uh ten and fifteen, ten and fourteen, whatever they are, ten and fourteen. They're sitting out of the play in right now. They're not in. Um, but they're they're not too far behind. I mean, Golden State's the ten seed right now, the last spot in that play in. They're thirteen and thirteen. So. Golden State's not playing too great right now either. And honestly, the New Orleans Pelicans of all teams are leading the Western Conference at 16 and 8. Which blows my mind. Yeah. Absolutely blows my mind. Yeah. Another team, the Utah Jazz, 15 and 12. Yeah, that was a team that tore it down before the season started and they're they one of their um, two best players. And they're they're hooping. They're hooping over there. Yeah, they're playing good. Eastern Conference, Boston Boston Celtics are the one. Milwaukee's the two. Cleveland Cavaliers are the three. Brooklyn Nets are four. Hawks are five. Pacers are six. Um, Toronto Raptors are seven. Sixers are eight. New York Knicks are nine. And the Miami Heat are ten. Which, actually, uh, the Lakers and the Sixers are currently playing. That's a stinker of a game right now. 48-43 to Lakers. Ah, uh, it was worse. It was like thirteen to twelve. Last I checked, with like five or three left in the first. Uh, currently the leading score scorer on the Lakers is Austin Reeves coming off the bench with fifteen points. Not bad. Um, so the Seventy Sixers have forty six total points. Joel Embiid has twenty five. <laughs> the rest of the team has twenty one combined. So they are really just getting after it. Sure are. Playing damn good. Playing pretty damn good. Austin Reese has 15 points, and but his plus minus is only plus one. Hmm. Oh, now it's plus three. Um, one thing that I was talking about earlier, uh, the whole Devin Leary thing about going to the NFL draft, he's actually in the transfer portal. So he's not going into the draft. No. He is... Um, Grizzly Adams did have a beard. He entered the transfer portal on December the 5th. He's currently listed as the third best player available in the transfer portal. See, uh, DJ Uyagalele yeah. is in the transfer portal as well. Yep, doesn't surprise me. I mean, they split. I mean, him and the him and their backup quarterback split time all year long, and you know, they're um they decided to go with uh, the guy they the guy they had now. So 
um, you know, that's a guy who, when he's up, he's up. When he's down, he's really down. So, yeah. um, hopefully, he can get somewhere to um, kind of rehabilitate what he does. Um, also, uh, Hudson Card from Texas, he's in the transfer portal as well. Yep, don't blame him. Yeah, I don't. I don't blame him as I don't blame him either. Um, so, yeah. Well, my guy, that's all I got for for the people this week. Yep. Um, I all know right. you want to go spend some time with your lady, so let's get on out of here. Yep. Let's go enjoy the weekend. Um, let's hope the Ravens beat the Steelers. Fingers crossed, buddy. Fingers crossed. Fingers crossed. Well, y'all have a good weekend. Stay safe. Make good choices, and we'll catch y'all next week. Yep. Thanks, guys. We'll see you around. See ya.